You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Everybody, it's Gary again with my good friends here. Uh, we're going to be doing this is oh actually not doing we're doing it right now. This is the comic book special podcast part two. Um, Neil, what is it called again? You gave it a special name. We called it Podcast Without Fear. Podcast Without Fear Part Two. We're probably going to scare some people on this podcast though. There's going to be probably a lot of rage happening this time, more so than the last time. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, I'll be hosting today, uh, of course, with me. You just heard uh, my sidekick. I'm going to call you sidekick, Neil. Sidekick. Take that because you have a cool comic book name. Neil Bolt. You're, yours is a natural <laughs> comic book name. It's almost a Bucky Bounds. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Neil? I'm good, thank you, yeah. I'm all ready to talk about more comic stuff. Are you excited? Oh, very excited. I'm very excited. We're coming out of the heels, the hot heels of San Diego Comic-Con, where mm-hmm. a lot of stuff happened. Oh, I had a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happened. A, a lot of DC stuff, not so much Marvel, because they themselves didn't attend that much. Well, some stuff attended from Marvel, but they themselves didn't attend. No. Um, we got Star Wars, and mostly the 20th Century Fox Marvel stuff was there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll we'll go in depth into all of that. With me also is Mr. Chili Willie. I'm gonna call you Chili Willie. <laughs> <laughs> That's your comic book name, Ben. <laughs> He's gonna be a little cartoon penguin. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Ben? Uh, I'm very surprised about that nickname. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm a penguin now. Okay. No, you like it. It is a good name. I'll give you that. Um, I'm good, thank you, and you? I'm pretty good. You just got married, Ben. How was that? (laughs) Oh, it was interesting. Um, It exploded more than I think it would, because I thought it was just a little friendly wedding on Final Fantasy XIV. In case anyone knows, that's one of the games I play. It somehow went from... I put on our Twitch, of course. Uh, Someone else put it on their Twitch, and then some people put it on Reddit, and then some people put it on their Facebook awesome it just went insane yeah and and by explosion he doesn't mean the sexual type (laughs) no just the the coverage (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah that was fun i attended that Um, i was mostly in the background you couldn't see me much because all the bigger characters got in my way yeah which sucked (laughs) well to be fair they got in the way of me as well i was the the groom oh yeah you're you're really tight (laughs) you're you're a fell and you're like two feet tall <laughs> nobody could see you but yeah it was a fun wedding you definitely spent a lot of money on it oh yeah i did definitely saw you you came in on like a crane thing yeah forwarding you two down i was like man i wish my wedding was like that actually that's one of the options yeah it's one of the options you get it's pretty nice what's yeah, your pay that what's that sorry no i'll say neil and i were talking about because we're still on the on the skype chat after unchained yeah and he was like, "Man, I'm gonna. I should have my wedding like that." <laughs> That's the, you need to go get remarried right now and have that kind of. That's wedding. it. That's the renewal. Well, you had the choice of either walking in or that. Who yeah, wants to walk? Yeah. <laughs> you can do that in real life. <laughs> it's like yeah, I, I left on the chopper, didn't I? 
You had the choice of either leaving on the chocker boat or just walking out. Well, which one I'm going to go for? I can walk in real no. life. At that point, I did honestly think you were going to get some sort of rocket to the moon. <laughs> it well, was just building to that. Now, I didn't know there was an after party. Yeah, at the free company. Uh, someone invited us over to it. Yeah, nobody told me that. I saw there was a lot of dancing and stuff. Yeah. What you didn't see, because you were in your little private quarters, was I was a loner, and I was just sitting yeah. on my own while everybody else was chit chatting. <laughs> I felt bad, so I summoned, so I summoned a little, uh, was Ultros, and he kept me company, because, you know, he's a pervert in that game. Yeah, so, <laughs> well, my fat chocobo came up to the altar with me. <laughs> I saw he just sitting there munching away on random stuff. It was great. But yeah, yeah, it was fun. Ben's wedding was great. Um, hopefully we'll be able to get the whole footage out there. Yeah, well, it's all on Twitch, so. So it is archived, so hopefully we can get it up for everybody. Yeah. Just, it, was, it was pretty extravagant. A lot of people showed up. Yeah, a lot of people. There were some people that messaged me the next day saying apologize and they couldn't come. So there would have been more. Yeah, <laughs> so you had a lot of friends, man. Yeah. More than you thought. A lot more. Well, you, have, like, you have over 500 friends on PSN, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so let, let's jump right in. Uh, the first part of this cast, we're going to spoil the crap out of Batman Arkham Knight. Yeah. Um, so if you don't want it spoiled for you, um, skip ahead. Uh, I don't know how much to skip ahead right now, but uh, we'll probably tell you in the text. Yeah. Uh, so make sure you read that when you uh, get to this point of listening to the cast. So if you don't want spoilers for Batman Arkham Knight, skip ahead, and we'll tell you how far to skip ahead. Yeah, I've known, I've known the minute now, so we know where to go from here. Okay, so, so you mark the time. <laughs> I've marked the time. So when we stop talking, I'm going to remark the time and tell you how much. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Neil. Okay, so it's been about three weeks, almost three weeks since Arkham Knight came out. Um, mm-hmm. People on the PC can experience it. Well, they can for those who bought it. They don't want to, though, because it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for you guys, but um, just first impressions right away. Uh, Neil, what did you think of Batman, Arkham Knight? I went into it thinking, am I really going to like it as much now? Because you know, City did pretty much the same thing. Origins sort of burnt me out a bit. I know it wasn't you know, Rocksteady doing it, but it was... You know, it's, I was thinking, no, can they really do the same thing again? But the first couple of hours of that game were just ridiculously good. It was such a strong start. I mean, the stuff we saw at E3, you know, the whole beginning in the cafe mm-hmm. with uh, the Scarecrow Gascon. A really good moment because you're not Batman, you're just a cop on the beat who um, ends up being caught up in this whole fear gas moment. And yeah, it's just a really cool start. And that's the thing I say about each of Rockstar's games in the Batman series, they've done really good openings, I think. Yeah. I'd say this is probably the strongest. Yeah, the opening is great because, like, even when you, when you get to the police station as Batman in the game, You'll mm. see the cop that you play as in the beginning of the game, right? And he's yeah. in the jail cells, and he's, like, having a psychotic break. Aye. But he's only in the jail cell if you shoot in the first scene. Yes, that's what's so great about it. That's a, it's just an amazing little touch. Yeah. Like, if you don't shoot nobody, because, like, he starts hallucinating, he starts seeing demons, and you can just start yeah. pressing R1 and just unloading on everybody. That's it. And he'll end up in the prison cell completely, like, bad shit crazy. <laughs> 
But yeah, if you don't shoot anybody, he's not. And it's a fantastic touch. And there's a whole bunch of these little touches, which we will definitely get into. Oh, yes. Uh, but Ben, uh, what were your first impressions of Batman? Because you played a little bit of it. You haven't finished it, so I'm sorry we're going to spoil it. Oh, don't worry, man. I wouldn't have joined if I cared too much. <laughs> uh, I liked it. I liked the start. It was pretty good. Um, very dramatic start, which was nice. It, get, it wanted you to play a bit. So, yeah, I liked it. I didn't notice yeah. that cop ping myself. Yeah, it's one of those things that I only noticed on my second playthrough, where mm. I, I found out that I don't have to... I, I just decided not to shoot and saw it and see what happens, and it was great that yeah. it was a completely different thing that happened. But, um, yeah, it, it starts off with an awesome song playing, you know, and then you see the Joker's body... Uh, and you have to hold X and burn his body alive because he died in Arkham City. Um, that was a good was touch. Yeah, and the, the choice of song is brilliant for shadowing as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you think what comes later, it's uh, a great little moment. Yeah, and like, you know, he's laying there, he's dead, but he's got this huge smile on his face. And just watching his body char up and start burning, it was very well done opening there. Yeah. And obviously with Commissioner Gordon uh, narrating the whole opening there was, was pretty fantastic. But um, yeah, let's let's get into the big first reveal. Um, it happens pretty early in the game, about two hours into it, I would say. Yeah. And that is the Joker, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. I think almost everybody knew the Joker was going to be in this game in some way, shape, or form. Um, whether it's through a flashback or through... Uh, hallucination because of Scarecrow. Um, and that was pretty much half right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, so we got to see the Joker, and his first appearance was great because, you know, you're, you're taking the canisters out, and you're trying to stop uh, the fear toxin bomb or whatever that was that Scarecrow was going to unleash on the, the city. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you, you, you grab, like, four of them or five of them, and everything is just fine, and then you grab the last one, and, you know, he turns around, and Joker is just, like, shooting you in the face. It was a great yeah. opening sequence, or not opening sequence. It was a great introduction for him. And it was a very good tease that they made you think that they were going to suddenly kill off Batman very early in that scene. Yeah, like super early, and then you play just, somebody else. <laughs> yeah, it was just because it, you know, it was so slow-paced to him grabbing each canister and just putting it in place. And he's just you know, saying basically a farewell to Alfred, and you think, they're not going to kill him, are they? Like that, and then you're still sort of anticipating him not getting out, and then yeah, as you say, all of a sudden he turns around and Joker's there with the gun, and it's just whoa, <laughs> just a moment you just don't expect at all. Yeah, it it was great um, because then like you know he starts waking up and he's like Bruce, Brucey, like he's like oh man he knows who Batman is that's crazy, yeah. and, and, and obviously then you start to realize you know what's really going on and yeah, he he's pretty much hallucinating the Joker because he was infected with. Uh, the Joker's blood in Arkham City. Mm. Um, and but it's also, yeah, it's mostly, I think, down to psychologically, he knows the Joker so well that it's his version of the Joker. Mm-hmm. And it's all, it is almost exactly the same. And so, yeah, the combination of the fear toxin and the Joker blood has sort of made this constant companion out of the Joker. And it's, yeah, it's probably the most humorous part of the game at any point is usually anything he has to say as usual. Yeah, and quite honestly, it's probably some of the best writing I've seen since Borderlands, quite honestly. Mm. Um, Borderlands had hilarious writing, um, 
but I think what they did with the Joker here was just fantastic because the the things he says, like you know, would just piss Batman off to no extreme. Yeah. But it's great that he says it because it's so funny how he interprets it in his point of view. Yeah, and all the while it's it's Bruce saying it to himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I mean, the, the second big surprise that was Mark Hamill replacing yeah. Joker. Of course, he'd quit and said that yeah, was it. Said I'm never doing it again. And after Arkham City, he said the only way he'll replace the voice is if they do an animated feature or anything of the Killing Joke. Which, yeah. <laughs> Which, yes, we'll get into that in the moment. <laughs> um, so, big surprise there, simply because they were able to keep it such a huge secret. Yeah. Everybody, like, it never leaked. There's never any hint of it. Usually, when you get, you know, you know an actor doing a voice, you, their publicist or their agent will leak it onto, like, their profile or something like that. And then yeah. everyone will know. That didn't happen here. So, right. kudos to them. Yeah. It just, that's rock steady sort of understanding the characters they have so well again and really getting what it is to sort of keep a secret like that I think that's it the difference was here is they knew they had to keep it secret to make it worthwhile sort yeah because well, once people found out that Mark Hamill was doing any voice in that game it was mm-hmm. probably automatically people were going to because they they did swerve it by having Troy Baker on board as he voiced Joker in Origins very well, I might add. Yeah, so they easily could have just had Troy Baker do the voice. Yeah, and I think that was it. That swerved it for people. They think, well, if he's on board, he's probably doing that. Of course, he was on board to do Two Face, which he'd done in the earlier games. So, mm. but yeah, it's a but yeah, and again, masterful in the way they did that. Yeah, the, throughout the game, because he he appears at random moments. Obviously, some of them are scripted moments, mm. but a lot of them are random. Like you'll just be gliding through the air, and all of a sudden you'll see him standing on some random rooftop, and you'll land next to it, and he'll just throw out some dialogue that's hilarious. In my <laughs> <laughs> talks about how like crappy the city is, and how they're the new dynamic duo, and they have to save it. By killing everybody, not the way Batman has been doing it. Yeah, this constant berating of any Robin as well. It's just, yeah, <laughs> it's like an in joke almost. To say yeah, perfectly done. It's like he has a split personality where he's talking one way, the good way, and then the other personality is telling him to do. It's like the evil angel on his shoulder or the little devil. Yeah, and it's it's just done perfectly. Uh, some of the best moments in the game, in my opinion, was when he appeared. Um. And also the flashback moments that he forces Batman to kind of see. Um, yeah. We saw the scene with um, the killing joke, obviously. Um, we know Barbara Gordon is handicapped in the game. She's paralyzed. And they they actually went in and somewhat recreated that scene in the game. Yeah. Which was, again, brilliant because, you know, he's wearing his Hawaiian T-shirt, you know. And he didn't have the hat, which kind of made me sad because <laughs> <laughs> the hat was great but yeah you know you know, she opens the door she runs he shoots her down she goes and she's just kind of twitching there um, very interesting scene and the reason I say interesting is because it's kind of become a very controversial moment in comic books now um, I don't know if you guys know about it um, I know a lot of people are very kind of angry and they kind of some people want the publication of the comic to just kind of stop um, they want it to be pulled because you know the whole female rights thing and oh he's shooting the defenseless little girl um, yeah 
And then you had the controversy with, you know, the end game variant covers where one of the artists went in and he kind of created the Joker with Batgirl. And he's just kind of like holding her arm behind. She's in tears. He's got a gun to her head. And the artist himself asked for the for the cover art to, to not be used because of all the controversy that came out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I give him kudos for doing it. Um, again, I don't think it's something they need to pull in any way because it's the only real story of the Joker's history we know that exists. Um, but yeah, there's that scene, which was a great scene. I don't know, did you ever get that far, Ben? Uh, no, I didn't get that far, really. Okay. Who's uh, that spoiler for you? <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to many more. <laughs> there will be many more. Um... Now let's move a little bit forward and get to, I think, the biggest uh, WTF moment in the game, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so Barbara Gordon gets kidnapped by the Arkham Knight, and you track her down finally, and she's kind of trapped in this room, and you go in there, and he, he starts pouring the fear toxin into the room that she's in, and she starts seeing Batman as this demonic thing. And this is one of the most brilliant scenes, simply because the Joker, again, is in it. And the things that he's doing in this scene. Um, so she starts hallucinating, and she shoots the glass. It's bulletproof, so she can't hit Batman with it. And she takes the gun and kills herself. She shoots herself in the head. It was a big WTF moment, because I don't think I saw it happening I don't think a lot of people ever saw it happening. No. It was brilliantly done. And I actually think this is the scene that gave them the M rating in the game. Uh, (laughs) Personally, because obviously it's somebody committing suicide. Yeah. It it was brilliantly done because, you know, the Joker's there. He's talking to her. He's talking to you. And then right as she's about to pull the trigger, he jumps in front of the camera and mimics the gunshot to the head. And then with his other hand, he does like the brain splattering from the other side. It was brilliantly done. It really was. Um, it was a very pivotal scene. You know, Batman breaks down. You know, he's on his knees. He's completely devastated. Um, what did you think of this scene, Neil? Yeah, it was right out of the blue, as you said. And it comes at just the right point in the story where, you know, Batman's already struggling with the whole Joker and Joker blood and it's fear toxin mix sort of taking over his mind and making him do lally and basically the joker side is wanting to come out all the time and take over bruce but uh yeah he's fought so hard to this point and then of course as you said barbara gets kidnapped and he fights one more time to try and get to her and yeah it's just you can feel the defeatist moment for him at that point where it's just like i've just done so much already tonight and then this happens and yeah, another person dies on his watch is how he sees it, which is a theme that they play with a lot during the game. It's just playing on Batman's guilt and playing on why he wants to do everything on his own because he just doesn't want anyone else to get hurt because of him. And it's, yeah, it's a key thing. I think had it remained that that was the case, that scene, that fit, that people probably would have been a bit more pissy about it because... You know, it makes. I don't know, it'd be a bad way to take her out like that, otherwise. I think that's 
I'm not sure which way I like it going. Because I'll, I'll go to I'll go to the next spoiler. Obviously, on this point is that she isn't dead. We find out later, and yep. it turns out because the room that uh, it happens in happens to be the room that you get poison ivy out of earlier on in the game, where they've released fear toxin. So obviously, when you get there, it's probably still fear toxin pumping through. So Batman is the one hallucinating the whole thing, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, so at the end of that, I wasn't sure which way I would have preferred they'd gone with that. It was nice that it didn't kill her off that way in a way, but at the same time, sort of diminished that shock value a little. But at the time, it was just like, wow, great, great scene. It sort of punctuated the moment perfectly. Yeah. As you said, and for that, for the Joker interaction alone, as you say, it's just, you know, masterfully done again. Yeah, it was brilliantly done. I personally feel they should have kept her dead. Um, simply because it was such a pivotal moment in the story, and then it's like they just take those emotions away from me, mm. you know. And for a lot of people, in my opinion, but yeah, you know, it, it, it was a fantastically well, well done scene. And of course, when you have an enemy like the Scarecrow involved, you really don't know what to believe. And throughout yeah. the game, like you just don't know if it's real, if it's not. Is he hallucinating it? None of it. Like there's so many great scenes where. You know, you just beat up a whole bunch of guys, and then like it was in the um, Stag Industries airship. Yeah, oh, you that, another scene. guys, and then out of nowhere, they all start coming back up, and you're like, "What the hell is going on?" And they start yeah. forming into the Joker. That, that was a proper goosebumps moment where they all just sort of rose off the floor like that. It's just like, "Oh, that's just creepy." And yeah, you're, and you're just like, like, "What the hell is going on?" You know, and throughout the game, there's all these moments like you'll be fighting guys randomly in the street. And out of nowhere, one of them is going to look like the Joker. Hmm. I don't know if you ever encountered that, Neil, but... Yeah, a couple of times I saw that. It's just some weird moments, like uh, the billboards changing. Yeah, and a lot of stuff changing. Like, you'll, you'll be running around... As, as The more you play into the game, and the more his psyche starts breaking down with the Joker kind of taking over. There are some scenes in the game where the Joker does take over. Yeah. You know, and he almost kills a whole bunch of people, and... Yeah, notably again on that airship where he uh, comes up to the Scarecrow. Yeah, and that's when Scarecrow finally realizes something is wrong with Batman. You know, he almost killed these people. Does he not care anymore? Yeah. He realizes that something is completely different. Yeah, because that's that is the first time he ends up speaking out loud as the Joker as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it sort of gives the gravity to it. You know, that, you know, Batman could lose himself now. It's not just in his head. It's coming out and making him into something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, a lot of great stuff. You know, the billboards change. Like, the more you play, you'll start seeing, like, the billboards change with the Joker killing people in there instead. <laughs> you know, a lot of great... Even some of the statues and gargoyles change. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, Not until someone mentioned it. No, again, it's one of those that... Yeah, like, just I, so much stuff. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. There's these two statues, these huge statues on one of the bridges. Oh, yeah. And you'll see them, you know, as the lady ones... And then, like, you look again, and it's like this creepy Joker on there instead. Like, his head is, like, taking over her. Even the big Statue of Liberty-looking chick that's, like, in the middle of the city on the island. You know which one I'm talking about? Even she changes into the Joker at one point as well. Um, her face is just a lot of great stuff they did. A lot of little touches that are just brilliant um, to show how he's just mentally losing it. Um, yeah. And just, even outside that is just... Um patch it nuts same insane stuff that's just makes you think christ it's like 
<laughs> it, I mean, humor-wise as well, there are moments, not just the Joker itself, but when they reveal that you know Batman's been infected with the blood, and that's why he's seeing the Joker, and the fact that there are several other people who've got the same problem. Yeah. Like that, one of which being Johnny Charisma. Yeah, it was the big thing everybody was like onto because like the name appeared in every single trailer and you're like, what does yeah. it mean? Uh, it, is, it turned out it was just it's like a set of not boss battles because if we know, you know, Rocksteady don't do them so well. <laughs> no, but, <it's>, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically they all get to escape later in the game, and these uh, people infected with Joker blood who are all slightly Joker s. And yeah, the Johnny Charisma bit where he's just rigged. Uh, stage oh to blow up. Let's talk about that for a little bit. What a phenomenal moment in the game! It just it again just came out of nowhere, and it was funny as hell because it's just oh. this Elvis impersonator type who's a, you know joke, quite jokerified, singing to Batman on stage. Well, Robin is it Robin or Nightwing who has to sweet sneak around and uh, Robin has to sneak around. Yeah, it's Robin who has to sneak around and sort of disarm the bombs when he's not looking. It's like. It's just mad, and then the you know the Joker in your head's there as well, trying to get involved, and it's just yeah. Uh, and like if if you, I listened to the whole song, which caused me to fail the mission, obviously. <laughs> but he starts singing the song, and the song is so great because it's just it about is. how the Joker has ruined Batman's life. It's so fantastic. Like he said, "I shot Barbara Gordon, and then she fell." Like, he's just talking and singing about all the terrible things he's done. And it's uh, such a great song. You can obviously hear it again after you beat the game, and it, he actually sings it again in the credits. Yeah, um, it's just mad. It's an out of them, out there moment, but in a funny way. Yeah, it's brilliant. If if there is, if it's on YouTube, I gotta watch it because. It's yeah, I, I like you pretty much. Listen to the whole thing before. I, get I didn't realize I had to do anything. <laughs> I just thought, well, I might just watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, great moment, great stuff. Um, let's get into uh, the kind of the second big thing. Um, at least I considered it a big thing. A lot of people probably didn't. Um, obviously, the Scarecrow succeeds in unleashing his big bomb, covers it, the Gotham City. Well, not all of Gotham City, just the areas you can explore. Yeah. In this big, like, poo gas. It, it kind of reminded <laughs> me of, of of the smoke and, and the CG they used in Green Poo gas. <laughs> The <laughs> it would give you the fear, that's for sure. <laughs> Definitely. And, like, it, it was great because, you know, the whole city has, like, this orange hue on it now. And you can't see under you. You have to pretty much jump from building to building's rooftops to stay yeah. under the, the, the gas. But it, it looks pretty cool. The effect is great. Um, it just looks a little iffy sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah, when you're higher up, it's like, it doesn't seem to move. And you're like, eh. Yeah. It sounds more like piss gas than poo gas. <laughs> but if you see screenshots of it online, it, it does look like just diarrhea. It looks pretty bad. <laughs> but on, yeah. on, the other, on the other hand, though, it's just it's another moment where you're thinking, "Wow, they actually did that." Because that's the sort of thing that oh, you get that mentioned a lot, but probably end up not happening. And yeah, the, you know, the fact that he actually gets to detonate. Yeah, he yeah. succeeds. But for the first time, a villain succeeds at what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if anything, I would say it's probably the weakest section of the entire game. Yes, I agree with you. Anything from that and the boss battles that come within it are piss. 
basically. They're just yes. Um, the boss battles were terrible. Let me just yeah. just say every major encounter in the game was terrible. <laughs> yeah, great moments leading up to and after every yes. single one of them. But yeah, it's it ruined the whole Arkham Knight reveal a bit as well. I mean, at that point, you know Good. who it is. But it's just, but yeah, it's just the stuff leading up to it. Just after the scarecrow gas bomb, it's yeah. just it it tempers your enjoyment for a bit, and it's like, and sadly, the reveal comes just after that. And you're like, eh, well, and what you said because this is one of the moments where one of the pivotal points happened, yeah. and that's the death of Poison Ivy. Yeah, you know, she dies saving the world pretty much from scarecrow or at least Gotham City. Um, yeah. Fear toxin, which kind of got a little fantasy. I, I understand that Batman's kind of more rooted in reality, outside mm-hmm. of some of his villains, um, Poison Ivy being one of them. But I think it actually kind of worked pretty well for him for, in the game. Yeah, she she's kind of been a, I wouldn't say pivotal role in all the Arkham games, but she's played a pretty big role at least in Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know she she kind of she hates Scarecrow. She's immune to his fear toxin. Uh, she has a natural immunity to it, and she kind of Batman kind of threatens her to help him, or he's going to destroy every plant in Gotham. I don't know how people believe Batman is going to do any of these things. <laughs> <laughs> like, where he's going to go around and like rip out every root in, in the street? Come on, you know. <laughs> hey, in the comic books, he goes after rock and roll. Who knows what he's going to go after next? <laughs> gonna have two bottles of weed killer. Oh, there you go. It's on this bat utility belt. It's just got weed killer. <laughs> bat, bat weed killer. Yeah. But yeah, so, so you know, she she tries to save the city. Uh, she's kind of dying slowly because of the fear toxin and it's killing all the plants. Uh, Batman has to help her. You go underground. You do a whole bunch of stuff to help her. Um, but yeah, she eventually dies because she absorbs too much of it to clear the air and completely remove the fear toxin. Um, throughout the game, it's always raining. There's not a moment in the game where it's not raining, <laughs> <laughs> except when the, when the fear toxin gas gets released and yeah. poison ivy dies. She dies and explodes into like a whole bunch of pollen. Yeah, that's quite cool. When it looked afterwards, it was just... yeah, it looked really cool. Uh, I will admit. Uh, but yeah, she dies. I I kind of felt sad because I really like the character. I like a lot of Batman characters, so it's always really sad when somebody dies. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, Poison Ivy, a villain, f- does the one, I guess, really good deed, and she yeah. ends up saving everything. <laughs> what did you think of her death, Neil? Yeah, again, it, it seems to get lost, unfortunately, all that. It does get lost. Area. It doesn't yeah, have a big emotional push like the Barbara Gordon suicide did. No, and I think maybe that's why. It's just because you've already had that. And, you know... Poison Ivy's had her moments in the game at that point, but nothing big, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that's the only problem with the more open world nature of, you know, city onwards, is that you can't sort of rein those little story bits in a bit to make them tighter. And I think, so it sort of suffers as a result for this one. But, yeah, it was a noble death, and she died, you know, because she wanted to protect her plants more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, still, you know, that's how she went out on her terms. It's yeah, yeah. It's a nice little. It's, you know, when the game plays so much with if people die or don't die, it's like that is kind of cool to actually see someone actually you know full on be out if they count death. Yes. 
And, like, I personally feel they could have done, like, a sniper wolf death scene with her. <laughs> All in yeah. one stuff. But, you know, it's not Kojima doing the game. I was like, what, little howling plants? <laughs> Can you imagine if Hill Kojima did the story for Batman Arkham Knight? Oh, my God. I don't even well, know. Like I said, I find Rocksteady <laughs> probably the closest developer out there to doing something similar to a Metal Gear. None of machines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Joker's hallucination, Joker hallucinations are just none of machines. <laughs> that's what I mean. Most of the stuff they do is very, very Metal Gear, and that's why I enjoy it when I'm playing, because it's just... It reminds me so much of that setup, the way they do each bit. It's just missing, you know, the boss battles being any good. It's, yeah, it's... Let's, let's get into a little bit more of his hallucinations. We see uh, a couple or at least three hallucinations of the Joker torturing and eventually killing Jason Todd. Yeah. Um, those scenes were very well done again. Um, he kind of shows you in his point of view what he had done to Jason Todd. You know, um, you know, he's strapped into a chair, he's hanging on a hook, and he's pretty much torturing him and he eventually starts confessing he, he's pretty much mind torturing him into telling him how much he hates Batman. Yeah. Um and the final one of these scenes, which I think was the best one, was you know, all these TVs are up and running and you kind of get three different perspectives, which is great. You get Batman's view, which is over the shoulder. You yeah. get the camera view that's facing Jason Todd. And then you get on the TVs, you get the Joker's view of Jason Todd looking at the Joker. Very yeah. well done. Very well done. And it comes to the point where like, he brands him. He puts like the, the Joker, the, the J uh, letter on his cheek. Um, what are those called? That they use on cows and stuff. Cow pokes. Is it cow yes, pokes? he. I think that's what he uses. He uses something like that. You know, he eats it up. Yeah. He brands him with Joker or right on his cheek. And at the very end, he asks Jason Todd, "Who is Batman?" And right as he's about to tell him, he puts out a gun and shoots him in the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was a great moment. And you know, he yeah. says, "I don't. I don't care who he is." He says something like that. I don't know exactly. Yeah, he's just basically saying, "Hey, I proved it. I poisoned this spirit." Yes. Um, what did you think of all those scenes? Were they very impactful for you? Because I thought they were great and very well done. Obviously, they're not the comic book version where he just beats the crap out of them with a crowbar and blows them. Yeah, up. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's not quite as visceral as that. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I know the only sort of niggling thing about it for me was the fact that they've not really referenced Jason Todd up to this point. 100% but, agree. Yeah, and that kind of ruined things in regard to later. Yes. Because it just didn't... Yeah, it's like, why bring him up? It's like, it, when it was one time, I was like, okay, it makes sense because he's just sort of showing all these people that he's hurt. You know, he's showing Barbara Gordon and you know, what happened with her and then here with this. So it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, when it started repeating, it's just like okay, okay, like that. And yeah, I remember telling you at the time of going, I clocked it, Gary. I clocked it. So. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure after those scenes, I think a lot of us kind of got the grip of what's going on. Yeah. Obviously, this all leads into the Arkham Knight, and yeah. obviously, 
from what people guessed in the very beginning of the character's reveal, um, they were all 100% correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is a shame, and that is that the Arkham Knight is Jason Todd. Um, very disappointing, in my opinion. Um, especially after those scenes, you kind of pretty much figured that it was Jason Todd. Because there's no reason for them to just randomly reference him you know, yeah. in the third they over the three thing. games, even four games, if you count Arkham Origins, to, to yeah. tell you that Jason Todd exists in this world, but there's never any reference at all. Um, no, that was it, and it was just like, mm, like that. And the fact that, like I said, they did it several times, mm-hmm. whereas they didn't do that with like Barbara and or anyone else. And it's like, well, that says it really. Why they're being a bit heavy-handed. And then, like I said, it comes uh, when he finally reveals himself. It comes after some of the, the worst sections in the entire game. <laughs> it's like where you know you basically battle him on the streets in the Batmobile, which you know not as bad as everyone makes out, but some sections are pretty. Just, and yeah, that one's one of them. And then there's the underground section of that, where you uh, end up getting chased around by a big drill machine that he's in. Yeah, and it's like a one-hit kill. If he catches up to you, somehow yeah. the thing is faster than a Batmobile. Yeah. <laughs> Which blows my mind. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, that was pretty much the bit I died on a lot. Because uh. <laughs> I kept getting caught on bits of scenery going really fast. And it's just like, and that was, that was swearing and cursing the Batmobile to death at that point. Yeah. My problem with it is the camera zooms out. Yeah. And it completely, like, throws me off. Because I don't know where the camera zooms out and the car is just drifting around everywhere because you're driving in dirt now. Yeah. And, like, the zoom out just really killed it for me. Like, I died a lot as well because of that. Like, if it was, the camera was in the same location, I'd be fine. But why did it have to zoom out for no reason? Um, yeah. And so then, of course, after that bit, you uh, escape it, lose the Batmobile, the Batmobile dies its noble death. It's like, which you know, it wasn't quite as moving as the horse dying in Shadow of the Colossus. Sort of thing, but, <laughs> but it's still, you know, it. Like I've said it before, you know, the Batmobile it's almost animal-like in the way it's your companion, and that bit definitely felt like it. Just like ah, oh, the Batmobile sacrificing itself. Well, this one is anyway. The next one comes up later, mm-hmm. and yeah, of course you go out there and you find Commissioner Gordon who's been kidnapped at this point and uh, yeah then you find out yes that the Arkham Knight can be Jason Todd they make a little reference to red, the Red Hood character uh, by having a little uh, red helmet on underneath his helmet he's got a helmet under a helmet so you know it's <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't need two helmets <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, like I said, it, double I think... the bulletproofness this, this. <laughs> yeah on his face especially yeah, but yeah, uh, very disappointing in my opinion. Um, simply yeah. because everybody knew from the very beginning that that's who it was. It, I, I personally feel like they kind of tossed the idea around a lot of who the Arkham Knight was um, eternally, at least. And I think they probably went with the safest bet in Jason Todd. Yeah, uh, because well, they're just a lot of conflicting things with the character throughout the game. Like, in one scene, he's super whiny, and you're like, oh my god, that's Jason Todd. And another scene, he's super cool, collective, like a badass mercenary would be. Yeah, but the overriding theme is that he fucks up a lot. It's like, Scarecrow tends to be the one having the sort of control 
certain situations when he plans stuff. But it's usually the Arkham Knight fucking up that ends up causing problems because he's so driven to take on Batman. And that, again, is another big clue because he's just got such a big hard-on for killing Batman. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, in a very personal manner. Oh, I know all your secrets. Okay, well, there you go. There's another clue. You're just giving us clue after clue. Yeah, in Quarrels, there's a lot of people who know her secret. You know, yes. you go strange, you knew her secret. Yes. Bane knows a secret. You know, I'm pretty sure Deathstroke knows a secret. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like, um, I don't know, when, you know, like, Scarecrow's voice was different for Arkham Knight to mm-hmm. Arkham Asylum. And it, to me, it sounded a lot more like Hugo Strange. Exactly. And that, that's what I thought. I was like, is Hugo Strange Scarecrow now? Did he come yeah. somehow? I think, it, I think it was the same voice actor. It was John Noble who did both yeah. those characters. So when they mentioned that, you know, he mutilated himself somehow. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's like, oh, okay, so yeah, it could be that he's not who he says he is. And of course, they, um, one of the early theories for the Arkham Knight was that it was Hush. Yes, which would have been a perfect fit. Yeah, but that said, the bit where Hush is in the game uh-huh. is, is brilliantly done. It's greatly done. I just wish there was more of it. Yeah, it was just the one tiny side quest, and you're like, "That's it." But it's just right, to explain what happens. Anyone doesn't know and wants to know is that you have to go to Wayne Tower. Is it Wayne Tower? Yes. Yes. It. And to go and get some stuff from Lucius Fox. And you go up there, and for some reason Bruce starts. Yeah, shoots the secretary. Is he? I think it's something like that. It's a uh, yeah, he just basically does things that aren't Batman-esque. And you think, oh, it must be the Joker stuff getting into his head and he's going Yeah, because you're controlling this at this point. Yeah. And then you suddenly skip that and you come back up the elevator again. And you're like, oh, okay, what's going on here? And it's like, yeah, it turns out, of course, that the hints of Hush taking his identity Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, were true, but Hush doesn't know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. He just knows he's Bruce Wayne, and that's how he ends up seeing the In this world, yeah, in this world, yeah. Which again is another thing they sort of play with. Batman is. Yeah, but that's it. Again, that's another point that once you know that Hush is out the picture, it leaves one true Arkham Knight. That's it because yeah. he's the only other option. Yes, at first I thought it would have been Bane. But Bane is obviously a little bigger, even when he's yeah. not on the Venom to be an Arkham Knight. Um, or Ra's al Ghul easily could have been Arkham Knight looking for revenge for what happened with Talia. Um, mm. We know his body disappeared at the end of Arkham City. I think there's a little uh, Easter egg in there. Uh, actually, when you examine the 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 evidence cases and Aaron Cassius, you know, narrating all the evidence cases, he'll tell you that Ra's al Ghul's body was never recovered. Yeah. Um, so obviously he always comes back to life with the Lazarus pit. So it easily could have been him because, you know, he has the funds to do this. Yeah. A lot of characters do. And that's another problem with Jason Todd is where the hell did he get the funds to build this huge army? Yeah. It just, you wonder. That's why it, for a bit. overheard that um, when I was playing it that uh, all the villains had funded Scarecrow. Yeah, that is part of it. They have pulled together. So chances are, if, if maybe that's where he got some of the money, Scarecrow funded it? It could be, but there's 
parts where when Batman is trying to find out who the Arkham Knight is, you know, Barbara Gordon tells him that he's been operating for a long time down in South America. Yeah. So we know he's had the funds and the, the mercenaries to be able to do this for quite a while now. So clearly he's been working at some sort of mercenary and getting you know, money and building up a reputation over the years with the sole focus of coming back one day to yeah. take on Batman. Yeah, it's... yeah, it was it was a very underwhelming reveal, in my opinion. It's one that I think we saw coming, obviously after those scenes. Um, but still, they still could have done quite a bit with him. They could have made a, a nice little surprise of who he was. Um, because again, like when he shot him in the face, that was like, wow, that's a great moment, you know. But then you find yeah. out that it's just the Joker messing with Batman's mind again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but then again, it also doesn't make sense because the Joker did send him the film of him shooting him in the face. He sent the yeah. film to Batman way before any of that happened. So again, you're like, well, how did he survive being shot in the face? Yeah, this is it. <laughs> but again, it's hiding the fact that it's Bruce thinking these things, not the Joker, by sort of saying that, oh, well, well no, Joker's but lying to you. Is, like, even before the events of Arkham Asylum and all that, the Joker sent him footage of how he yeah. killed Jason Todd. That's what I mean, and he's seeing the same footage, so obviously that's why he gets fooled, so to speak, because it's coming from his mind, not the Joker's mind. So that's why the Joker says, oh, did I tell you a lie later, you know, when he finds out <laughs> Which was it great. Is. He's like, oh, by the way, I may have lied. <laughs> <laughs> I may have missed a few details. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was great, great stuff. But yeah, then you got the absolutely terrible encounter with him. Um, in my yeah. it was just was... dreadful. Um, but yeah, let's kind of skip that. But then, you know, there really isn't any resolution to the encounter with him. No, no, there isn't. And it, even it throughout isn't. the rest of the game, like after you finally, you know, do the sequences and, and the encounter with him, he just kind of disappears. And that's kind of the end of it, you know, up until yeah, the last yeah. ending of the game, which again, he really doesn't do much of anything that's great. No, in fact, you know, I almost forgot he was in this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's why I see. I think there's there's a lot of conflict internally of who they wanted to really be the Arkham Knight. Mm. And because at points in that game as well you know, that made me think there was, you know, the current Robin. I thought he might be for a bit. It would explain the funds because he could be siphoning them off Bruce himself. Mm-hmm. And you know, just yeah, the constant questioning about. Barbara when she's dead and he won't tell Robin that she's dead, as he said things at the time. And it makes you just think, is he testing him to see if he'll tell him the truth? But it's like is this sort of power play sort of thing. And then the secondary thing is it, it's all in his head and the Arkham Knight, none of this is happening and the Arkham Knight doesn't really exist. Yeah. Because obviously everything's going a bit crazy in his head and it's just scarecrow. But no. It's just it's But that's also one of the things that I found really um confusing i would say is that after the scene with barbara gordon happens and you see scarecrow come on the intercom or the arkham knight they're always talking about like she died because of you like they're telling them that she died yeah or obviously she didn't so like why would they like how would they know what he saw exactly that's uh it's it's one of those story missteps in my opinion that they kind of didn't really think about it was a bit of a weird one yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, it, it fed obviously to us like, oh my gosh, she's dead. But story wise, it kind of just doesn't really make sense. But yeah, the Arkham Knight obviously the the big thing everybody talked about. I honestly thought the Arkham Knight's reveal was going to come pretty early in the game, but he came very late in the game. They tease it a couple of times. That it's yes, like when he finally captures him, he beats the crap out of him, and he knocks the helmet off, and like the Joker is in this place instead. Yeah, that that was a really good moment as well because that was a proper trolling moment. Yeah, and he just says they're laughing at him the whole time. <laughs> but you know that that again leads to another big problem is after you take down the Arkham Knight, out of nowhere here comes Deathstroke taking over the the army. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like really. Like, so Deathstroke is in the game as a side quest, so you easily could have made him the Arkham Knight, because obviously he has beef with what yeah. happened in Arkham Origins. He's like, got that militarized Batman feel to him. Yeah, and he obviously has the skill to take down Batman. Yeah. He has the funds to fund this kind of an army. Why not Deathstroke? Yeah. You know? And of course, his whole side quest is a complete repeat of the battle with the Arkham Knight. Oh, and then when you knock him out of the tank, and that's it. It was terrible. Like, he jumps out with the sword, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fight him. And then he, like, clotheslines him in midair and knocks him out. <laughs> you're just, just like, like, really, Batman? <laughs> uh, that, that made me sad, because I was like, man, Deathstroke, this fight is going to be awesome. But no, it's just a repeat of the fight in the tank battle. Yeah, it was pretty much the same thing all over again. Mm-hmm. And that's, you don't even see him until that bit as well. It's like the only time you literally see Deathstroke is after he gets kicked out of the tank. That's yeah, you it. just hear him talking to you when you're doing the side quest to take down the towers and all that. Yeah, yeah very disappointing. Um, but yeah, let's move on into, to, I guess, the ending of the game. Yeah. Um, we Very, again, incredibly well done. You know, um, he, he throws Barbara Gordon off the roof. We find out that she is alive and hallucinated it. Commissioner Gordon is kind of working with Scarecrow to get Barbara back. You know, he shoots yeah. Batman in the chest, knowing he's going to survive. You know, he throws Scarecrow throws Barbara Gordon off the roof. He saves her. Um, huge tank battle occurs with the Batmobile. Um, one of the Batmans as well. That one. Yeah, and pretty much he tells Batman that either you know he goes and he captures Robin, uh, Tim Drake, who Batman walked in the cell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of all the nations he was having, and Robin that, that, would fuck him up. Yeah, before we move on, that bit was interesting because I don't get how that bit worked at all. Which bit? Yeah, the uh, locking. You know where you can you're supposed to volunteer yourself to go in the cell because yeah. you're sick with the Joker stuff. And you, obviously, if you keep just going in the cell, it keeps repeating the scene over and over again. The Joker keeps sweating you out. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, and then you're back to where you were. And it's like, but how does that work? <laughs> so how how how? Tell me. Well, the way I understood it, he just hallucinated himself doing the right thing and going into the cell, and yeah. Robin take over for everything. <laughs> it's a strange little one, but yeah, carry on. So. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, he throws Robin in the cell, walks him in there, um, tells him that Barbara Gordon is dead. He freaks out, tells him to get the hell out of there. Um, obviously, you come back later and you tell him that Barbara's alive, and he still tells you to get the hell out of there because he's still pissed off at you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. Scarecrow then somehow finds out where Robin is. I I don't know. I'm guessing Commissioner Gordon told him where he was yeah. under duress. He goes in, he saves, or he, he captures Robin. He leaves Harley Quinn in the cell. <laughs> it's really messed up. <laughs> 
but she really doesn't play too much of a role. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he kidnaps him and he tells him, you know, you'll come here and you're going to tell us who you are in front of all the cameras and all that. Um, he kidnaps him, forces him to remove all his equipment and everything, um, unless or he's going to kill Commissioner Gordon and Robin. Mm. Basically, he didn't take off Robin's mask to find out who he was. He just wanted to know who Batman was. <laughs> so you're no consequence. You're just Robin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're in this truck, and you know Batman's talking to Alfred, and he says, Alfred tells him that somebody's tracking him, and he's like, oh, I was hoping that, you know, he would. And he's obviously referring to Tim Drake. Well, mm-hmm. not Tim Drake, uh, Jason Todd. Because throughout the fight, he's trying to convince him that, you know, he's on his side. He's trying to help him. As he does in the comics and everything. Yeah. Um, and then he gets hit by a truck. Uh, which we automatically assume, oh, Jason Todd is there to rescue Batman. Um, well, no. <laughs> it was another hallucination, which leads to one of the coolest moments in the game, in my opinion, um, where Batman is pretty much losing his shit at this point. Um, yeah. Takes you back to Crime Alley, and a whole bunch of Jokers start jumping the gates and everywhere. And you start fighting them, but when you're doing the takedown moves, he's actually killing them. Yeah, it has this like, whoa. Yeah, he's like <laughs> breaking their necks, you know, breaking their backs. He even does Bane's backbreaker move. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Which was, like, I, I think, a great homage to that. Um, but yeah, he's just like killing him, and his eyes start glowing, uh, you know, different color, the green color. And he just starts losing it. And eventually, you know, he, he kind of comes out of it, and you now he's captured by Scarecrow. They take him back to Arkham Asylum. Kind of uh, going back to where it all began, kind of a thing. And, you know, he injects him with a fear toxin, and we get an awesome moment where, again, it's one of those WTF moments is really going on. Where I don't know if it's a flashback, I don't know if it's like in the future or anything, but like Penguin, the Riddler, Two Face, Kira Croc, who has the worst design I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Godzilla in my opinion <laughs> at this point he's got this gigantic tail he looks like this big puffy dinosaur now he looks nothing like he did in the last in Arkham Asylum yeah, that sounds amazing I kill you you kill me <laughs> he's like Barney and stuff <laughs> um, well they're talking how they finally captured him you know he's at, and you think like, oh you know they finally captured Batman. You see that it's the Joker, and you're like, "Oh, this is probably in the future." And you know, he's finally taken over Batman, and he just caused so much chaos that the villains teamed up to stop him. And of course, the the amazing thing happens, and you know, the Joker mobile crashes through the window. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it, it's like the Batmobile, but it's got like his tongue sticking out of it. It's got the big old smiley face on it. It looks fantastic. And, and the, the missile barrage is called the Kenanja. Yeah, and you're just yeah. going and you're just massacring hundreds and hundreds of guys with this machine gun until you get your missile barrage and you just blow everybody up. You know, and then he pops out of the car and he's like, come on, boys, let's have some fun. And he puts out like this shotgun yeah. <laughs> and it goes against this third-person third shooter. <laughs> yeah, it starts killing off all the other Batman villains. <laughs> so yeah, and, like, you, you get to like Penguin's like, please don't kill me. And it's cool because you get you can actually not kill him if you yeah. want to. 
if you just walk past him, he's like, okay, I'll let you live. He says something comedic. I don't remember what it was. Or you can choose to shoot him in the face if you want. <laughs> and again, he makes a cool comment. So you just go around, you start killing like Penguin, the Riddler, who has Montoya hostage, one of the cops. Yeah. Um, you can kill her too if you want. Um, and then you have Two-Face, who kind of forces you to shoot him. You know, you kill him, and as he's walking to the door, he looks down and he sees Commissioner Gordon instead. You're like, oh man, he's totally lost it. He's just hallucinating everything. He's killing all his friends. <laughs> and you know, he goes outside. Gotham City's burning. Everything's on fire. There's destruction everywhere. And this is when we realize that this is the inner battle Batman is having. Yeah. Um, great stuff. Um, you know, he Batman starts to kind of walk Joker into a maze. You know, he's walking around these tombs. Then it switches to first-person shooter mode. We just see the gun and the flashlight, and he's walking around. Um, a lot of cool stuff. You see, like, the, the graveyards, the, the Wayne uh, family grave, gravestones and stuff. You know, yeah. you go to his own memorial where Harvey Quinn is crying, and he's pissed off that there's nobody there. Yeah, it doesn't like the size of his statue. <laughs> yeah, the statue is all terrible. <laughs> he's super pissed off, and, you know, he goes into a room where, uh, on the radio, Jack Ryder, I think it's Jack Ryder, and... Um, mm. What's the female reporter? Vicky Vale. Oh, Vicky Vale, yeah. Yeah, they're talking about the Joker, and he's like, well, who's the Joker? You know, he like, it's starting to play that the Joker's greatest fear is being forgotten. Yeah. You know, and that's where it's going. Like, if you examine every detail, you find a newspaper of um, the Riddler, I think, gets married to Harley Quinn or something like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the Joker, you know? Like, he's just completely being written out of history, and, like, other villains are taking his place, like Riddler, Penguin, and all that. And, you know, throughout it, you're, you're walking around, there's a nice little scare moment when you're walking, you walk into it, you turn around, and, like, Batman is literally right in front of you. He kind of gave me a nice little jump scare. Yeah. You know, it's just a statue of him, and you start shooting, and you get to this big open area, and you're just unloading on all these Batman statues. Oh, that was really cool. Creepy yeah, because you just... So every time you turn out, around... Yeah. And you just keep getting closer and closer to you. It's very creepy. Yeah, it was um very much like the uh, Doctor Who episodes with the uh, angels. Yes, it was so exactly like... Every time you look away, there's another one come back. Yeah, come back. you turn around, you turn back, and it's closer to you. Fantastic stuff. Um, and obviously, you know, Batman breaks out of one of them and takes down the Joker, and then he sees the light. <laughs> and he's happy. He's like, finally, I'm free. And he goes into this room, which, again, very good stuff playing with Batman's psyche, where all these cages are hanging. And you know these are the cages where Batman has pretty much shut out the worst parts of his life that he just yeah. doesn't want to remember anymore. I wish they'd go into more detail, like you can examine, like, you know, words and stuff to see what's in some of these cages would have been good. Um, but yeah, you know, he comes up, he, he pushes the exit button and the cage comes out and Batman walks out of it. You take it full Batman and you can infinitely just beat the crap out of the Joker if you want. <laughs> yeah, but you pretty much have to knock him into the cell. And, you know, he knocks him into the cell and the Joker's afraid now. You know, he's fearful, and he starts to please, don't do this to me. And at the end, he says, I need you. I need you. Yeah, he just literally says, I need you. Like yeah, that. and we so. know at this point that Batman has walked the Joker away forever. Yeah. You know, which, again, is kind of weird because he's kind of cured the Joker with the power of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also that, that obviously, he feels guilt for 
when, inadvertently like, killing the Joker yeah. in the first place. I think that's his way of closure. Yeah, but again, it kind of goes in and shows you that the two of them can't really live without each other. Yeah. At least the Joker can, but at the end, obviously, Batman shows that he can. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, going back to the fact that his psyche can make such a authentic version of Joker because he knows so much about who he is and what he's like. Yeah, I, I actually, I skipped the part there. Right? In the middle of that, uh, it kind of zooms back out with Scarecrow talking to Batman. Um, yeah. And, you know, at that point, Batman starts laughing with the Joker's laugh. And he says... Oh, that's it. It. Yeah, he says, uh, Gotham will be doomed. And uh, Batman says, good, like that. Yeah, and, the jo- and Scarecrow's like, what the hell? And he stabs him again with more fear toxin. And, <laughs> and he just starts doing the laugh, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he, he starts laughing hysterically and... His eyes start glowing green, and we're like, oh my god, the Joker is taking over. And I honestly thought that's how the game was going to end, with the Joker taking over. Yeah. And that Commissioner Gordon or Robin is going to have to put him down. Or uh, up or something. Yeah, it would have been interesting. <laughs> it would have been great, in my opinion. Yeah. It was a nice twist there. But, yeah, uh, Ben, from what I've described, you obviously said the Joker mobile sounds cool. Yeah, I, I want to play the whole game as the Joker Batman. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Joker it's, Man. It's kind of a hint. Maybe, you know, their next game might be a third person shooter, you know? They kind of mess with first person and third person there yeah. towards the end. So that whole end section was just so hideous, Kojima. It was yeah. Just like, it was just headbutt after headbutt. It was so it, well done. Very inner battle and very incredibly done. Um, again, kudos to them for that. Yeah. So we're almost an hour of talking about this. So <laughs> should we, we'll wrap up the actual proper ending. In the... Yes, the true what? ending. Uh, did you watch the true ending? After yes. The yes I see, I've seen the whole ending now. Okay, so let's we'll, we'll just skim through it very quick. So everybody knows, you know, he unmasks Batman, and everybody now knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne um, in front of the cameras and everything. Um, they, they stop Scarecrow. Uh, he gets natural immunity to the fear toxin and Joker's um, yeah. uh, poison blood and whatever. Um, so he flies back to the mansion. Um, he walks in with Alfred. They activate something called Nightfall, which for those who don't know, Nightfall is a comic with Bane breaking Batman's back. Mm-hmm. Azrael taking over as Batman. Um, he goes in and you know the manor explodes. And everybody thinks Batman is dead. We know better because Batman would never kill himself and Alfred. <laughs> um, and you know the the game kind of picks up. What is it? A few months later, the story. Yeah, basically. And you know, Commissioner Gordon is now the mayor of Gotham City. Um, Barbara Gordon is getting married to Tim Drake, and we get this homage to the origins of Batman, where you know this mom, uh, her husband, and their son are walking down an alley, and they're getting jumped by two guys and it plays out exactly like it happened with batman where you know he rips off her pearl necklace the pearls fall on the ground and out of nowhere they woke up and there's this image of they think he's batman but they're not afraid of him anymore because they know that it's bruce wayne they know it's a man and then just out of nowhere he starts floating into the air and like his eyes start going red and he like explodes in this explosion and that's how it ends um, a lot of talk about that scene in particular of is that Batman or is that somebody else? Um, 
if you did Azrael's side quest, you know he's there to take over as Batman. Yeah, despite being a bit more sinister than he turns out. Yes, you find out that he's kind of being mind-controlled by the Order. Um, I don't remember the Order that he works for. Um, Mm. But in his story, you actually get a choice. You can either leave Batman alone and walk out, or you can pick up the sword and try to kill Batman. Yeah. Um, Depending on what you do will depend on obviously the ending to that side quest. Um, The last scene, though, let's go back to that really quick. Um, It looks a lot to me like Batman... I'm pretty sure that that is still Bruce Wayne Batman, but I think he's starting to use Scarecrow's fear toxin on his enemies to scare the crap out of them now. Yeah. It kind of looks that way. Um, Obviously, it could be be Superman dressed up as Batman. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Well... There's all sorts of options. There could be, you know, the fact that he projects out this big flaming bat thing. Slight hint of a lantern court. Maybe. Or, or the fear, so Batman, fear lanterns as well. Yeah, I mean, because Batman does that, obviously, in comics. So there's so many ways it could go with it. I mean, the most obvious answer would be saying it's Azrael. Yes. That's his sort of thing, but... I don't really know if I'd want to play an Azrael Batman game. <laughs> so... <laughs> He just he comes off the you know what it's um what's it the guy in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with the hockey mask oh Casey Jones yeah yes. that's it he just he just looks like Casey Jones in I'll tell you it's clothing so. <laughs> so, yeah nothing that really appeals to that if it came. but yeah that that scene was cool um, I I enjoyed it. obviously they're probably not going to continue with it. Uh, it's just open for interpretation, whatever you want to believe mm. is going on there. Um, I think someone will continue with it. Well, Maybe. I'm pretty sure they'll continue the franchise, but I think they're going to go off of Origins' story now and kind of focus yeah. more on the Suicide Squad aspect that they introduced in Origins. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, that's the spoilers for Batman. There's there's more to talk about, but obviously we've already talked about it for an hour. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Sixty minutes of Batman. Yeah, so so skip sixty minutes of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, skip <laughs> half of it. <laughs> but we're gonna rush through the last fifteen minutes. <laughs> Sorry, I, that that actually did take longer than I thought it would. Yeah, well, it's, it's lots to talk about. Yeah, but yeah. All in all, it's a very good game. To be honest, all said and done, yeah, Batmobile bits. Yeah, they probably weren't up to par with the rest of the game, but. It, weren't as debilitating as many made out. Yeah. Um, what, what, what shift focus but kind of stick a little more for the video games right now? Obviously, yeah. Marvel DC are, you know, the, the two biggest, the most known. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of comic book publishers out there. You know, oh, yeah. EW, Top Cow, um, Image Comics. There's... Uh, Skybound. Yeah. Uh, some people think Vertigo is its own, but it's actually owned by DC. They just let them operate on their own. Mm. a little bit a lot of stuff and there's been a lot of movies and a lot of games based on these comic books as well but people really don't realize that they're comic books because it doesn't say marvel or dc on them um let's talk a little bit about these uh, what are some of your guys's favorites neil let's, outside, outside the main ones outside of marvel and dc that you've played. well yeah walking dead has been one for ages i love walking dead it's just Yes, which which yeah. is actually kind of based more around the movies than the comic books, isn't it? The Walking Dead. The game, yeah. 
again, yeah, it's a it's a comic book based mainly. Oh, it's mostly based on a comic book rather than. Yeah, they live in that world of what's going on. That's why Herschel is very different. That's why. Oh, that's that's good. Yeah, it's it's more tied in, and I think that's why they get away with being more brutal because the comics are more brutal. Season two of the Walking uh, Michonne DLC coming out as well. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, which she. she looks exactly like she does in the TV show. That's why I was a little confused. Oh, because <laughs> she looks like that in the in the uh, comic. Well, I mean. kudos to them for giving her proper dress code. Yeah. Like, <laughs> some characters do. I mean, characters like Maggie uh, don't look doesn't look like that in the comic books, and Herschel doesn't look anything like Herschel. I mean, the best ones were probably Dale, Andrea, and yeah, as I said just now, some um, yeah. It's, it, but, and there's a lot of stuff changes in the TV show but things like I mean again going to spoiler territory here, but not really if you've watched The Walking Dead up to this point it's not a spoiler um, they hint a couple of seasons back that you know, the baby would die like that because they'd left it alone and there was a blood smeared car, um, car, car chair thing and in the comic books uh, both baby and mother die at the same time mm-hmm. because in the original prison raid when they get blown to bits and it's, yeah that's what I mean it's a far far darker thing than the television show I mean like uh, Herschel has more kids in the uh, that also die horribly in the comics <laughs> so, yeah in the comics I know they're, they're, they, they've kind of strayed quite a bit from the comics at this point oh yeah I mean like characters oh. like Tyrese uh, you know, he's a you know, big badass character yeah, and stuff like that, and they just made him towards his end. Yeah, he was just such a wimp in the TV show. <laughs> yeah, and um, what's her name? Who's the 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 girl uh, that was with Michonne? Um, Andrea. Yeah, you know she becomes a badass in the comic. She yeah, and she's going and she's you know, doing the dirty with Dale most <laughs> as well. Yeah, <laughs> and Dale lives longer. It's like I mean, the only reason he was out of the TV show is because he was such a good friend of Frank Darabont, and of course he got kicked out of that series so yes which is still probably one of the more shocking things I've ever seen on telly because I like Dale as a character and the fact that they killed him off like they did I just didn't expect it I was just like I was like oh damn <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah so Walking Dead uh, anything else? Walking Dead uh, trying to think of ones um, a weird out there one probably American Splendor which is cartoonist Harvey Pekar who actually narrates does a comic book about his own life it's, uh, Paul Giamatti played him in the film. Nice. And it was just like, yeah, and it's just so it's a movie about him narrating his life and doing comic books about narrating his life. So it's like, it's, a, it's like an indie film. It's not superhero in any way, and it's just not traditionally comic booky, but it's a really cool little thing. It's just like, <laughs> it's tough to get into, but yeah, it's like basically his little musings on the world, and it's like Garfield to the arts, if you will. I love Let's <laughs> try to do other ones there. Outside of that lot. Oh, goodness me. Um, I was going to say Dark Tower, but that is still technically Marvel. But, uh, oh, it is now because Marvel did buy it. Yeah, that's but it. wasn't before. Yeah, and that was a good comic series so far. So. Yeah, definitely read the books if you want to know Dark Tower. I think yeah, it's like the, books, the book. Maybe more. <laughs> It, the book paints a very specific picture, and the, the comics just didn't quite do it as much for me. But they were still good books. Yeah, it is a Stephen King series, so yeah, 
I just remembered a very, very obvious one, as you remember, because it's probably one of the first sort of comic books I read outside of Marvel or DC, and that's Judge Dredd, which is yes. just, just, Judge Dredd is just amazing stuff. Judge so, Dredd was great. Yeah. That character and that world. Um, it is, and some great stories, like Judge Death is just an amazing villain as well. I love the fact they've never really done anything with him outside of the comics is just ridiculous. Yeah, what about um, games? Games-wise, games uh, I think I said on the last podcast of this we did that you know, 13 was one of them that was quite cool because it, it came across very comic book anyway. It's supposed to be a trilogy and it up with yeah. one game. You never, yeah. They should never announce a game as a trilogy because this is what happens. But wasn't that Ubisoft put that out? Yes. Yeah, and around that time that's it. they were making lots of you know, these... Uh, quite daring games when you consider by modern standards for Ubisoft that they never did sequels for so, despite being asked again and again yeah I was trying to think what else is really a, a comic book that got made into stuff well one you'll probably touch upon in a minute I'd imagine is uh, The Darkness yes yeah no, that's very good I mean again different stories but there's the stuff in The Darkness games are very much only a part of that whole comic book but yeah, really good, all the same. Yeah, they're my main sort of ones. Alright, what about you, Ben? I've never really looked into other comic books outside of Marvel and DC, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I start... Yeah, Darkness. I love that game. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, I do love the second one more, I think. Yeah, I like the second one more, and I hate the fact that it ends like it does. Yes, and still no resolution. Yeah, I want Darkness free, damn it, just to find out what happens. <laughs> Alright, well, um, for me, um, comic-wise, uh, I did read a lot of Ninja Turtles back in the day. Um, yeah. Great stuff there. I know a lot of people don't think Ninja Turtles started as the, the TV or the movies and stuff, and maybe the, the animated series, but it was a comic book first. Yeah. Um... Ninja Turtles, uh, I did pick up some of the Darkness comic books. Um, I know uh, Witchblade is a lot more popular comic book-wise than the Darkness. It takes place in the same world. The two are actually arch-nemesis. They're trying to kill each other. But yeah, I I do love the Darkness. I just think it's a a much deeper story where, you know, he's this hitman who loses his girlfriend in a very brutal way. Um, and I think the first game actually did it very well. Um, the way that they kill his girlfriend, you know, that, that one moment when you're sitting on the couch and you're just watching to kill a mockingbird on the TV in, in game, which was fantastic, you know? Yeah, it was a nice little touch. Yeah, and you can just watch the whole movie, like the whole hour and a half, two hour movie if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, yeah and, you know, you know, and then they kidnap her, the cops are corrupted, they kill her, and... He finally lets the darkness out. You know, he's had the darkness inside him the whole time, and he's known about it, but he's kind of suppressed it. And at that point, he just lets it go, and he just goes on a killing rampage. Um, yeah, well, they were still aiming for the scene at that point. For <laughs> 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 regret afterwards, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of him going to, like, the World War II version of Hell um, in the first game. Those are very frustrating moments. Um, I'm going to slap my head and just remember things I remember, but you carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, definitely The Darkness 2, um, 
this is obviously a, a much better game. You know, that game probably had more execution moves than Mortal Kombat does. Yeah, it's just cool. Yeah, uh, the cell shading was done great. Uh, the story I thought was fantastic because you know you're playing the game, and you're like, he's in an asylum, but then he's also going around murdering, him and like, is he insane? And he's just imagining all of this, or is he actually doing it? Yeah, and it's told in such a concise manner, so it's not a very long game. But oh, it's, which is a shame. <laughs> it's a shame, but at the same time, it's the concise nature of it means that the story runs along quite well, flows well. Yeah. Um, and, the, yeah. The second game is definitely based more on the comic, whereas the first one was kind of yeah. just using the license of the comic, because it was more realistic graphically and everything, whereas this one was more cel-shaded. Yeah. This will start introducing more characters from the comic, like uh, Angelus, I believe her name is. Mm, She's just yeah. evil angel who's out to destroy the darkness once and for all. Um, yeah, that's what they basically play out at the end, isn't it? It's a... Yeah, and you know, you get to make the decision at the end. It's like, do I stick with this world that if I believe is real or not, or do I commit to my full insanity of this darkness world instead? <laughs> it's a great decision to make. Um, Kind of reminded me of that episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where, you know, she gets injected with, like, the venom and she starts thinking, oh, she's in an asylum imagining this whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then she makes the decision at the end which is real and which isn't. Um, it's, it's, yeah. it, it leaves yeah, like, interpretation, too. It's like, oh, man, is she just hallucinating all of this? Is it going to fine? Also an episode of Doctor Who that did that. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, good stuff. Uh, the Doctor's is great. Um, Hyperstone Heist... Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Hyperstone Heist still one of the best beat-em-ups I ever played <laughs> it is a good one uh, based on Ninja Turtles license um, good stuff there's been a lot more they're just not very good um, we had Danger Girl on the PS1 mm. not very good <laughs> <laughs> um, they tried to do a game of 100 bullets which recently uh, oh, okay. was in the movie for that um, that game was cancelled um, they had Judge Dread Games 1, there's the ones based on the movie, and then there's the one that released on a PS2, which was Judge Dread, Dread vs. Death. Which is when uh, Rebellion bought out the comic book studio itself and started making the game. Did you ever play that game? Yeah. It's like, well, I like, Rebellion is one of those I quite like their stuff. It's never great, but it's usually quite solid. You know, They do stuff like Zombie Army Trilogy yeah. and Sniper Elite, I suppose. Did well. Aliens vs. Predator? Here's the Predator again, based on a comic book, which is really good. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah um, I, good stuff. It's I not actually, bad. Yeah, I actually did enjoy it. I thought it was quite fun. Um, you get his gun. It was very true to the comics and, and the character of Judge Dredd. You know, he can arrest people or he can just kill them and not give a crap. <laughs> depending <laughs> on their crime. <laughs> and you know, just, you get... Yeah. I think you only get two weapons, right? You get a shotgun and you get his pistol that does... The lawbringer, yeah. <laughs> It's a pistol, it's a rocket launcher, it's a grenade launcher, it's an it's a machine gun. All these cool stuff, but... Rapid they, fire! Yeah, yeah, it's great. You can switch between the ammo types whenever you want. Um, but yeah, you know, it had zombies, it had vampires. Um, he took down a lot of the other judges, some pretty cool boss fights in that game. Um, I very much enjoyed it. I know it wasn't very well received in any way, but... I was once hoping that there would be a sequel to that game. Yeah. I think at the time. I think, yeah. It was, it was probably a bit of outpouring at the time because, you know, 
rebellion of this fought out character. And it's, you know, traditional comic book fans go nuts and things like that because it's like, oh, they're going to change everything that we've got. So yeah, it got a lot of criticism at the time just because of that. And it's probably a bit unfair. Though, in fairness, having read a fair bit of Judge Dredd in the years since Rebellion had taken over, it's a bit hit and miss. You know, there are good stories, there are bad stories. There's yeah. a lot of re- retreading of old stuff, and it's it's just fine. But it's and, like, and there have been crossovers as well. Um, there's the the Batman Judge Dredd crossover, yeah, which was great because I'll never forget that one sequence in that comic where Batman headbutts Judge Dredd and just breaks his helmet, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty great. But I I never actually read the comic. I just remember seeing pictures of it. Um, Great stuff. I have no idea what the story. I think Judge Dredd goes to Gotham City or something like that. Oh, yeah, it's some nonsense, basically. <laughs> yeah, crossover Judy are some kind of nonsense that wouldn't normally make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we got that the the movie uh, Dread, which I thought was yeah. a fantastic movie. That was so much better. Yes, it was. Yeah, uh, it's just a shame we're never going to get a sequel to that movie. Um, Again, which is just bad. Yeah, it was very low budget. It didn't succeed in theaters, but it made like quadruple the money on DVD yeah. than it would have done. In the, they made more money on the DVD than if they would have released it in theater, and yeah. the same amount of people would have gone and seen it. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, no sequel. To that. I thought it was a great movie, personally. Ben's just posted the Eminem Punisher crossover. <laughs> That's a good crossover. <laughs> Oh man, are you kidding me? <laughs> yes, yeah, real. Okay, so apparently Eminem, the rapper, crossed over with the Punisher at one point in the comic. <laughs> this is why the Punisher is not fun anymore, people. Yeah, listen to the synopsis as well. Eminem is performing at a concert, and once the show is concluded, he leaves in the limo. They're stopped by the Punisher, who's standing right where they need to go. Eminem and his crew get out angrily to move him out of the way. <laughs> the Punisher merely opens fire on them, <laughs> killing many of them. Eminem runs, firing behind him as he does so, but is pulled out of the building by Barracuda. I'm not going to read anymore, because it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> like... And the way that front cover is done as well, it just looks like... Punisher's got really weird arms. <laughs> I'm going to point my gun all dainty like. Ooh. <laughs> How many pages is this? I'm going to buy this. Uh, I love the location as well. It's the Earth TRN 194, Detroit and Lake Outside Detroit. Oh, God. It's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Ben, for that. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on then. Let's, oh, let's... I'll just mention that one thing I forgot to mention. I really would hate myself if I'd forgotten. Uh-huh. Which is to say, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yes, it's. I love the movie. I love the comic books. I think that the game was fun. It was harder. The game than was hell. fun as well. Harder yeah, than hell. But then was that game fun? <laughs> yeah, and the chip tune stuff for that was amazing as well. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim yeah. was great. Very. Underrated movie. Uh, yeah, obviously it didn't make any money for them, but I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, probably my favorite Edgar Wright song. You know, I love his stuff. You know, it was based and some of the dead and that, but that is by far my favorite film of his. So seeing it in the cinema it was just an absolute treat because it, it popped out of the screen brilliantly. 
and yeah, people like Chris Evans is awesome in that, and Brandon Ralph is amazing. That whole section of the whole vegan powers, yeah. and, uh, it just still makes me laugh to this day. <laughs> the fact that Tom Jane, who of course played the Punisher on screen, coming in as, as the vegan, please. <laughs> so, he says, that's not there, and he said, no connect, bitch. <laughs> Uh, oh, I just love it. It's just the film, the soundtrack to that film as well. Just, oh, beautiful. Yeah, we can move on now. I just have to remember that because it's like one of my favorite movies ever. So, <laughs> all right, let's move on to Comic Con now, which happened last weekend. Um, mm-hmm. So it's perfect timing for us to do this now. Um, a lot of stuff happened at Comic Con, mostly from DC. Uh, Marvel didn't really attend this time, but 20th Century Fox took care of that for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the rumors why Marvel didn't attend, uh, but they're just rumors, so who knows? Uh, I'm not going to mention them out here. But let's talk Marvel right now because we talked a lot about a DC last time, and hopefully we'll get into DC again this time. Let's talk about Marvel first. Mm. Um, so we got the Deadpool trailer, which was behind closed doors that's leaked online. Um, what did you guys think of the Deadpool trailer? Um, actually, let me go first. Um, I would have really high hopes for this movie. Um, I was really happy that it's got getting an R rating because I don't think Deadpool can be done without an R rating. Not properly. No. But I was kind of disappointed in the trailer. Um, mm. I felt the humor was very rushed. Um, I didn't find it funny at all. And... Which is sad, because in the comics, I think he's hilarious. Yeah. But, you know, with the whole character, you know, Ryan Reynolds looks... I know he's actually kind of buff, but he looks really skinny in the suit. Like, really skinny, and it looks really awkward when he's in the suit. Um, It's often a problem, I think, when you do get certain characters onto the big screen, how to do them properly. And yeah, and, probably and, come, we'll come back to that in a bit, I think, with a certain other character that got revealed. Yeah, and yeah. I, I just feel like Deadpool, like, as much as I like him, I'm not the biggest fan of him in his own comic because I just think it's too much. Mm. When he's in a crossover with, like, Cable or the X-Men or any other crossover, he's fantastic. Yeah. But totally. by himself, it just gets too much. Um, I also noticed that when he's breaking the fourth wall in the movie, it's as if he's just talking to himself. Because in the trailer, we see he's talking to his scarred self and to his regular self. Yeah. So I don't know if they're doing a split personality for the fourth, breaking the fourth wall, or if he's actually going to be talking to the audience, which is what he should be doing. Well, he kind of has a split personality that causes him to talk to the fourth wall, because the bubble he thinks is us is in his mind as well. Mm-hmm. So, but I kind of agree. I I love Deadpool. I love this game, even though it was average at best. I've got a lot of his comics. I even buy a lot of his standard solo comics. But I agree. As much as I love the guy, he is an amazing, funny character. And I recommend a lot of your, a lot of those crossovers. And to be honest, out of all of them, actually, I still recommend if you want a good solo one, a uh, Deadpool versus Marvel, and Deadpool versus Deadpool. <laughs> just, just, just because of Deadpool Galactus. There's, a, there's also a very good one that's come out in the recent Secret huh? Wars thing. Oh, cool. Is, uh, 
So yeah, it's just it's typically him. It's like all these stories happening that are like echoes of old stories. I can't remember what it's called. It's, uh, but no, Deadpool Galactus was amazing. Just a giant version of Galactus that's Deadpool. Nice. <laughs> uh, I'll have to find you guys an image of that sometime. But I do recommend yeah. those as solo outings because you know the solo outings are still good. But most of the time, yeah, I'd recommend oh. always having a crossover with Deadpool. Yeah, that was it. The uh, current one that he's coming and hanging out is Mrs. Deadpool and the Howling Commandos. Oh, yeah, because he got married to a vampire, didn't he? Yeah. So. Yeah, the vampire queen is now his wife. Yeah, it, it's fun. Well, look at it. it's, uh, yeah, I, I noticed it in the crop of releases coming out. And I was like, yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, it, I think... That, that's my opinion of the trailer. Uh, I'm, yeah. I've hoped for it, but I don't think it was a very good trailer. I do think it'll suffer from the old Ryan Reynolds syndrome. Probably the best thing in it will be him. And as a result, the movie generally tends to get pumped. Like, you know, his previous Deadpool appearance, you know, the first half of it was easily the best part of that Wolverine movie. But Duff, you know, is probably the best lines in Blade Trinity. But film, duff. Uh, again, Green Lantern, best thing, duff. He just has this horrible run where he's easily the best thing in the film and the film tending to be rubbish otherwise. So it'd be nice if this was different, but yeah, it's kind of looking that way. Isn't it? What, what did you think of the trailer, Ben? Oh, from what I saw of it, again, I saw, I watched it. But the quality was so bad that I was kind of annoyed. I was kind of like, this, this isn't how I want to watch this trailer. I'm looking really looking forward to this movie, yet this trailer is such a bad quality. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was the same with the Suicide Squad one when it leaked. It was, like, it was good, but it, was like it, felt so, it gave me more goosebumps when I actually yeah. got to watch the version. Uh, actually, I, I stopped the Suicide Squad one before I watched it and watched the original uh, Fragile. I couldn't wait for Deadpool, though. Um, <laughs> I liked it, and I like the fact they're covering kind of the origins. Um, but it is definitely following the leaked strip that came out several years ago. Yeah. I think I said I'd like to see it. They just sort of took the mick out of Ryan Reynolds playing Green Lantern in the film. Just to keep that sort of meta aspect to it. Or just referencing Ryan Reynolds himself. I think would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sort of thing. Because I think that's where you can sort of do something different with a character but still follow his same sort of pattern. That's what you want. You want crossovers and that's, you know, taking the mick out of the established stuff. And what better way? Yeah. Okay, let's move on from Deadpool then. Uh, let's go Daredevil Season 2. Mm. We now know that Elektra has been cast for Season 2. Yeah. And we know that the Punisher has been cast, who is played by John Bernathal. I don't remember. Do you remember his name? Yeah, John Bernathal. He played uh, Shane in The Walking Dead. But will it be tem- teaming up with Eminem? I think that's the biggest question. <laughs> Eminem better be in this, in this season. <laughs> better be the first episode with the Punisher trying to kill Eminem. Well, well if you're going to keep it authentic, it's in New York, so obviously Jay-Z has to be in it, not Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. But, he did it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Punisher is a perfect fit. 
obviously, you know, same city, same type of dark style. Yeah, I think. Electro plays a big role in the in Daredevil's world. Um, I'm excited for the cast. I think he actually is a natural fit for that character. He is. Well, yeah, just going from his performance as Shane in The Walking Dead, he's, mm-hmm. he's got that sort of, you know, unstable edge that the Punisher has where he's still cool, calm, and collected, but he, he looks like he just kill you in a second if you want it to and it, yeah that's it I love that the Punisher is one of those characters I just love the character just not enough to go on with him as we said before he generally tends to kill everyone in the universe and then where do you go and yeah I'm interested to see how it will work out if it's you know, a versus or just a you're in my way sort of thing uh, you know, they're both trying to do the same job but with different angles so I'm not going to kill people but you're going to kill people you know, like. we'll see yeah I'm looking forward to it <laughs> season one was just great so it's going to get better yeah unfortunately I still haven't gone through it um, I told these guys before we started the reason I haven't gone through it is I try to watch it at work and the dialogue is so quiet but the action is so loud that it was impossible for me to watch it because I would have to constantly mute and increase the volume, lower it, increase it every time, and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have to watch it at home. I'm sorry that I still haven't watched it yet. But yeah, I, Ben, what do you think of this news? I think it's good. I, I watched the whole of Daredevil season one. I loved it. I wish season two was out already. I want it now. Yeah, that's why I hated about it. Yeah. The fact that I finished it in like two weeks. I just stopped yeah. myself from watching it all in one go because I just love yeah. it. <laughs> but there's one thing I do dislike. My favourite character died. Well, not my favourite character, but one of my favourite villains died. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I no, liked I, him. I just, Wesley. Yeah, Wesley. Yeah, I really want to. You know, he reminded yeah. me of um, Talbot from Uncharted 3. Yeah, I just so, liked so, the guy. So. It was, it was. You could tell that he wasn't really that. He was evil, but at the same time he was just... Yeah. He was business evil. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he had a business mind and he was doing yeah. things that way. But, but yeah, his final episode was just... Yeah, I don't like how they killed him. Yeah, but his speeches were just brilliant. And oh, that's why yeah. I, didn't, it was, I didn't expect him to kill him off like that. But yeah, he did. No. Like, Especially with the person who killed him. I thought that yeah. was weird. I, I still can't go over the fact that Foggy Nelson the big kid from the Mighty Ducks. It just... <laughs> it just Throws me off completely. I said I never watched that sh- that movie, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's annoyed me. I wa- I wanted I wanted to see him in season two as a main thing. Yeah, it's, well, there was some good stuff though. I mean, like Stick was well done as well. Yeah, is, uh, they're all good. It's like it just grounded it really well. I mean, yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin is just pretty much one of my favourite Marvel villain roles. Oh, yeah. Any of them. Just perfectly done. Just this mild-mannered man who... No. Who just wants what he wants. <laughs> just that, that episode where, you know, you've sort of got to know he might be a bit menacing, he's a bit... But he also has this gentlemanly side, and then he just smashes that guy's head in a, into a car door repeatedly to the point where he actually explodes the guy's head. And it's like... And it's the first time in the series yeah. where you think, Christ, this ain't yeah. your mama and papa's Marvel. This is... A, Brutal stuff. It's... Yeah. Yeah, which leads me to believe, like, can this really cross over with the cinematic universe? I personally don't think it can because it's not in the same way. No, two but... styles meshing against each other is never good. 
I remember on the last podcast I said this. I said the Punisher would be a perfect fit for this universe. Yeah, this part of the universe because it's, and you could probably say the same for Blade as well. Yeah, can you, you see it? Blade being introduced in this show? I could, you know, because it just fits it'd be perfect. I can't. I don't know if I can see Daredevil fighting vampires though. Yeah, he'll die pretty quickly. <laughs> no, but you know, it, it could fit in that corner of having Marvel shows that are you know bloody and. I'll say this, they've got quite a diverse list of shows out now, because they've sort of you know, handed them off to different people and uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is what it is, and it's like it's got more interesting times on there's stuff like Agent Carter in fact it's espionage you know, in the 40s not anything traditionally Marvel and it's quite nice, it's cool, it's different and a good female lead in the Hayley Atwell I've quite enjoyed it so far and yeah, there's so many good little things they're doing, and the fact they have Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and Iron Fist going to come to Netflix as well to all tie in with this whole Daredevil stuff, to make the Defenders. And I, yeah, they're going to be interesting characters because again, they do things that aren't as you know regular as the regular Marvel universe. You know, there's profanity and sex and hefty violence and. They'll fit perfectly. It'll be cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, little side note. Um, there's rumors going around that Agent Carter might actually be the mother of Tony Stark. Mm. That would be. Somebody amazing. asked her a question, and she kind of dodged the question when they asked her that. <laughs> <laughs> the actress, I should say. Yes. So, you never know. <laughs> Um, the other big stuff, uh, behind closed doors, they showed off the X-Men Apocalypse trailer. Um, amazingly, it didn't leak like everything else did. No, but they have since shown pictures of Apocalypse. Yes, they've shown pictures. They've shown pictures of some of the cast. Um, we've seen what Psylocke looks like. We've seen what Magneto looks like. Mm. Um, they've also announced uh, the horseman for the movie that he's going to have. So, for those who don't know, Apocalypse has gone through a lot of horsemen. Just a few. It's Cyclops, Wolverine, Gambit. Almost everybody has been a horseman at some point. (laughs) But for this movie, apparently they've announced that the four horsemen that he's going to have are obviously Archangel, um, Mm -hmm. which is probably the constant that he always has. Yeah, that's that's your pillar, basically. Yeah, so if he wasn't, it would have just been weird. Um, Psylocke is going to be Storm is the next one, and then Magneto is the last one. Um, they haven't said which one each one of them is going to be yet, uh, so I don't know which one is Pestilence, which one is more, so... But yeah, those are... I want to say that Magneto would be, like, War, and Storm would be Pestilence. Yeah. In the current universe that they've made for the films, I'd say, yeah, you're probably right with Magneto. And Storm being, you know, being, like, Pestilence being, you know, like stormy crops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Destroying the crops. Still unconfirmed if Hugh Jackman will be in this movie as Wolverine, um, or if Wolverine would even be in this movie. I hope he is, um, personally, but still unknown. Um, but do you I guys think... do you guys like this choice for the Horseman? Not my first choices, but like I said, I'm glad they got Angel in there to be one of them. That's fine. I looked a bit of an offbeat one. I don't really. Well, those characters, I always wonder why they've never got around to having a have a major role on screen. But then, 
I always wonder more why isn't Gambit on screen more than when they do do that. Yeah. Do what it did. Like, yeah, it's not a bad set, to be honest. It's like it gives more characters a chance to be on screen rather than just taking a lot of established characters and putting them as the horsemen. Yeah. Um, like, so that's, that's fine. It's... I'm not the biggest fan of Magneto in no, that's... Here because in, obviously in the comics, Magneto is the one leading the war against Apocalypse. Mm. You know, um, and it's kind of sad that he's a villain in this one. I think it would yeah. be great if he would have teamed up with Charles Xavier to try to stop Apocalypse rather than, again, being against him. This goes back to the whole thing with Fantastic Four, where Fox seemed to be just trying to go against the norm as hard as they can and change things for the sake of changing things. Which, you know, fair enough if it does it well and it's right. Sometimes, yeah, I just I agree. I think it's probably not going to work out right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they've got so much stuff to do with it. Who knows? Yeah, what about Apocalypse as a look? What do you think of that? To be honest, if he was like he was in the comics and in the old animated TV show, he'd look ridiculous. I have no doubt about that. But I don't know, he just looks too generic. He doesn't look much of anything. He looks like the main villain from Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) Yeah, he really does. Not even a good version. (laughs) No, and I think that's kind of the, the... And size, again, size, as we came back to earlier. He's just not very... I'm looking out now. You know what he reminds me of? What's that? A cheap Doctor Who villain. (laughs) Yeah, which doesn't surprise me in a way. It looks a bit like, like uh, you know, Saigons, but blue. Yeah. Yeah, so um, obviously it's still the movie. Uh, we haven't seen it. We don't know how good it's going to be. I haven't been disappointed in the last two X-Men movies, so I don't think... No, I quite enjoyed it, to be honest. Um, I'm just hoping that he is able to expand his size to be the size of a skyscraper. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just the fact that generally he isn't very bulky either as a character. Yeah. And it just... Eh, it doesn't seem all that intimidating. It's like they just took the plot of the mummy and... Painted in purple. <laughs> uh, yeah, which is sad. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Hugh Jackman also kind of hinted that the third Wolverine movie may actually be an Old Man Logan movie. Um, I'm all for this because I think Old Man Logan was a great comic. Um, mm. My One only problem. Revisiting. Yeah, my only problem with it is almost everybody who's appeared in that comic. Uh, 20th Century Fox is not allowed to use. Yeah, dead of all the Yeah, Red Skull, uh, Hawkeye, you know. And some, who are you going to use? <laughs> uh, and then there's, even if they did happen, you'd have to explain away a lot of other things that happen. <laughs> it's just, you know, like the other characters, like the Baby Hole and things like that. Oh, just, yeah. Mm. It's nuts. But, yeah. But yeah, good, a good way to go, all the same. Yeah, and it's a good way to finish off his run. He said that the third Wolverine movie will be his last time portraying the character. Um, which is kind of sad. I think he's, again, a natural Wolverine. I honestly can't see anybody playing Wolverine outside of him. No, it's going to be the first sort of major you know, comic book character casualty since the big boom. Mm-hmm. You know, and mostly, unless the character's been a flop, uh, the characters stay the same and 
you know, it's like a problem Marvel are having in the next few years where certain people don't obviously not want to do it anymore after doing several films. So yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see if they ever do. Obviously, Fox are going to keep making these movies as the X-Men just to keep the license, which is sad. I really would like to see Hugh Jackman of the X-Men era of Wolverine in proper Marvel Universe. It would have been great. Especially with Civil War and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it is sad. Um, Like I said, I'm still a fan of the movies. I think they're still great. Except for the third one, but... And we'll see. We'll see what happens. Let's move on to um, the big change for Marvel. Then um, we're getting a reboot of Marvel come oct- come October, I believe it is. Yeah, all new, all different. All new, all different Marvel. I don't know if that's what they're gonna call it. I don't know if that's the official. I, I think that's that's been the basic header of what they're doing. Yeah, um, a lot of stuff is changing. Mm. A lot of stuff. <laughs> A lot of people are happy. Uh, a lot of people are not, um, depending on some of the characters. But um, obviously, this is all going to lead from the Secret Wars that's going on right now. That's going to end the Marvel Universe, and the new one will begin. Um, how is the Secret Wars deal? You've been reading it. I've been reading bits of it, yeah. It's been pretty good so far from some of the stuff I've read. It's been... Obviously, in the aftermath, there's been lots of echoes of old stories being told in new and different ways, which has been... I mean, there's stuff like Modoc Assassin, which is just ridiculous. It's like Deadpool ridiculous. No, they just turned Modoc into this gun-toting badass. entirety of the comic. And it's just, you get callbacks to stuff like Civil War and the, the Zombie Universe and stuff, and X-Men 92, which is based on the, the cartoon series of X-Men, Planet Hulk's in there, Old Man Logan, as I mentioned earlier, Mrs. Deadpool and the Howling Commodos, things like that. But yeah, the whole lead up to it, which is uh, it's crazy. So basically, the uh, Ultimate Universe is sort of colliding with the normal Marvel Universe, and then you start getting all these weird crossovers of characters. So you know, several Spider-Man's different versions of each character, like you said, and only certain versions of them are surviving. Mm-hmm. into the new era of comics. So obviously they're killing off characters, but not killing off characters in some cases because there are a couple, at least a couple of versions to go on. But uh, they've got uh, some good stuff for the end of Ultimate because obviously this ends the Ultimate Universe as it was, which has produced some great stories, great characters over the years. Yeah, from 2000 yeah. to 2015. Yeah. <laughs> And just uh, the ultimate end storyline for it is really good. And some of those characters are surviving through, like you know, Miles Morales is still going to be in it. In a sort of Spider-Man comic where there's several spider folk, if you will. <laughs> uh, oh, that should be the new, that should be the, the, the name of the series, Spider-Folk. Spider-Folk. <laughs> Spider-Folk. <laughs> Spider-Folk laws. Set in Yorkshire. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want a Yorkshire Spider-Man now. That'd be amazing. <laughs> York just <laughs> One sec, I'll come send you have to have this cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Most oh, most characters in the build up to the end of the universe is, have their own little thing. Punisher going back to him has a really cool little story where he basically kills a bunch of villains who have got this 
big sweep to watch the end of the world. Like that. He just basically bursts in and murders them all. And then he just goes off looking for more terrorists until the world ends. Uh, it is just typically that each story sort of encapsulates what's great about that character, makes them think about their time. Like Peter Parker himself gets a chance to change his life again when it all winds down. And uh, he, he gets to have a family again. And it's a really nice story, that one that he has. Oh, it's just, again, going back to it, it's just so many things that these sort of echoes then that you get afterwards where like the world's are all a bit out of sync. The Doom basically ends up being God uh, after the universe is implode. And, uh, uh, and yeah, and, and all that comes Also yeah. one of the biggest twists was the fact that um what do we call it? What's his name? The the flame guy. God damn it. Human Torch. Yeah. Human Torch became the new sun because he pissed off Doom. So Doom turned him into the sun. Yeah. But the fact that Doom is a god and still can't let go of his petty war with Reed Richards is just hilarious. It's just it is proper Doom still in that sense. That even though he's got all this power, he still can't stop that one human thing about him, which is hating Reed Richards. <laughs> but yeah, ultimately he's the one trying to save the world. His ego is that big that he thinks he's the one to do it. Yeah, he's not entirely successful, to be honest. But yeah, it's going really, really well so far. Some of the, they're starting to proper launch out soon. Some stories are winding up. There's been some really, really good comics. Not just like the main characters, but like I said, that Modoc one was just ridiculously good. And there's like stuff that's set in different times with the current characters, and it's just, it gives them free reign to do all sorts of crazy shit. And they do. And yeah, so I, I could say more, but there's just so much stuff. It's worth reading a lot of it. There's it, it, enough reading material to last you a long time at the minute. It's, uh, I definitely recommend that this is a good starting point if you've not really got into comics before because it will pretty much take things in all new directions of you know, starting from scratch, if you will. And it'll be great. That was a minute silence. That was the, the best minute. It was just to, to, to <laughs> declare the sadness of losing Doom. So, sorry, I was talking, but apparently I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your image come up, and I was like, well, it's coming up, but no one's talking. <laughs> <laughs> we had to take a minute silence over all those deaths in the Marvel yeah. Universe. It's respect. Uh, Virtual respect. Oh, we screwed up. Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Sorry, um... Okay, let's let's talk about some of these changes and what you guys think. Um, so, Logan is out as Wolverine. Um, he's obviously staying as Old Man Logan now. Yeah. And taking over as Wolverine is X twenty three. She's wearing the the ninety two yellow and blue costume now. Mm-hmm. Good or bad change? Eh, good change. Good change. It's nice. It's the same ish character, but it's different variety. Yeah. You know, the whole Wolverine being dead thing is just this once this got announced this whole thing it was like well that's never going to stay the same is it it is you know, there's more than one Logan and when has he ever stayed dead when has anyone ever stayed dead in these universes to be honest but 
I said half the people who, yeah, half the people in this are probably suddenly turned up with some sort of weird storyline later down the line where they uh, died for no reason at all. Okay, let me ask you this then. Is this move, and actually quite a bit of these moves that they've made, is it in spite of 20th Century Fox? Um, the Fantastic Four stuff is? Definitely. Most definitely, yes. Uh, do you believe the Wolverine stuff is? Like, if they're bringing in Old Man Logan, 20th Century Fox doesn't own the rights to that character. I think it's a double-edged one. To Wolverine 92. Mm. Because technically they could use secondary characters if they appeared in certain things. So, I don't know, maybe they will. And maybe that is why they've done it. But at the same time, you have that real problem of, like we said earlier, of Hugh Jackson retiring the role. Which means that rather than let someone else do it and sort of go, well, it isn't Hugh Jackman, if someone else entirely, you know, a different gender is playing Wolverine, you could pass it off that way. I mean, like they did with um, Magneto's kids in Age of Ultron. You know, they got round that by having them you know, be genetically engineered rather than be mutants. So, uh, yeah, uh, that is probably that. The Fantastic Four stuff is just the saddest, saddest disaster. All of it. It really mm. is. I mean, the only one coming out of it in a good light is Dr. Doom. Yeah, he always does. <laughs> he's technically again, even a villain of Fantastic Four anymore. He's just a Marvel villain in general. That's it. Yeah, one of those. He'll have been on screen three times by the time this movie comes out next month. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't think I've done him justice any other time. I think it's Toby Kevill playing him this time, which is better than Julian McMahon playing him. But I think in the context of the film he's in, he probably isn't a good enough film for the doom he could be. Yeah. Um, let's move on now. Let's talk about some other characters. Um, the Hulk is no longer Bruce Banner. No. We don't a... know who the Hulk is. They said they were not going to reveal who the Hulk is until the comic launches. I'm sure it'll leak before then. But not Bruce Banner. Um, and it's now called the Totally Awesome Hulk. And apparently this Hulk is a happy Hulk. He's not yeah. angry. <laughs> Happy Hulk! Hulk! Hulk dance! <laughs> Good or bad? Funny. It will be in the pudding. I, th- I think it'll be interesting to see why that is and what it'll do. Who do you think it is then? I'm not even sure. I mean. Hulk me, pick flowers now! I mean, going by uh, the way they treat certain characters in on their Disney cartoon versions, I would say it's probably Blake Jones, but that would just be terrible. <laughs> I just don't want that to be the case. Could it be Tony Stark? That would be amazing. It's not Tony Stark anymore either. No. So it's, what about Captain yeah, America? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's one for Jolly Japes, really. So, <laughs> Could it be Frank Castle? Could it be Eminem? <laughs> because they haven't announced the Punisher in this new cinematic universe yet. No, no he's already in isn't he? I like the no, cinematic, no. For him and no. He's pretty much just gone to go and do his own thing. Yeah. Basically killed till the universe ended. <laughs> yeah. Could it... Which is, Hulk, go yeah. make Daisy Chain! <laughs> he just has an existential crisis and decides, you know what, I've too long being a moody bastard. I'm going to just go around and be happy. Oh, I just had to be hit by some gamma rays. What a fate. <laughs> 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 well, I guess I'll take this much better than I took the death of my family. So. Uh, that's great. 
Um, okay, let's move on then. Um, so that's the Hulk. I personally don't like the choice. Um, it sounds ridiculous, but it could he, work. I don't know. Like the, the happier he gets, the the more powerful he gets. Now I don't get it. <laughs> Hulk, get his jollies off. So pretty much, yeah, you need a serial say... killer to be the Hulk, so he never transforms anymore. Because those guys are never happy. Yeah. I was gonna say, well, Hulk is basically a walking erection. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, um, let's move on. Let's talk about <laughs> some of the Fantastic Four stuff. Um, Mr. Fantastic is dead. Yep. Invisible Woman is dead. Mm. Human Torch is dead. The Thing is the only one who's alive, and he is now joining the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Which Star-Lord is out, and a female version of Star-Lord is in. Yeah. Good or bad? I like having Ben Grimm as being there. That's cool. That works for me. But, yeah, I don't know. Beyond that, that's the sort of thing they can take anywhere. Stuff like Guardians. It's just what it is. But the whole Fantastic Tour thing, as I said, I just, it makes me sad because they are. They were. I would say they were one of my favorite comics growing up. And uh, even the Ultimate series is quite good, which the new film coming out is more based on with a bunch of younger people. And uh, it's sad that this whole thing with Fox is going on, but they're just they're making crappy-looking films that don't make any sense to the established law, and Marvel are just seemingly spiting it all because they won't give it back. And oh. It's a horrible, horrible disaster for characters that are integral to the damn Marvel Universe. It's the reason why in the first Avengers film it's the Chitauri rather than the Skrull, because they couldn't use the, the Skrull being part of the Fantastic Four world. They should be able to use Skrulls. They just can't use Super Skrulls for some reason. No, they couldn't use the name because it was associated no. with Fantastic Can't Four. they just call them the Skrulls? Skrulls. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, Ron. I think I'm going to be completely distracted for the rest of this podcast because all I can think of is Happy Hulk. That is now <laughs> embedded in my head and nothing else. Happy Hulk. Happy Hulk the I could just picture him for some reason in the green field, loads of flowers, prancing about with Black Widow on his back. Uh, Hulk! You're, you're Hulk, the, um, go cheer um, dance now! Remember the Tenacious D film where he's a Sasquatch? Yeah, that's what I'm pitching the Hulk as. Yeah, and it's just that tune in the background. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on in my head right now. So I'm sorry, guys, I'm going to be completely useless for the rest of this podcast. Oh, damn. All right, let's quickly move on then. Um, the Beast, or Beast, from X-Men is now joining the Inhumans and is apparently a Inhuman. He's no longer a mutant. Um, again, is this them striking at 20th Century Fox and removing mutants from the comic book world and making it seems like it it really does seem like it in this case because it's like explain <laughs> it's like really properly explained mm-hmm. it's just a lot of this they're getting away with because you know it's their property so they can just say well we'll do this and sometimes they have stupid ideas and they work like you know superior spider-man which you know stupid idea but works as a story and so you can hope with things like this, but yeah, it does seem like a very deliberate move. 
Yeah, what, what do you think, Ben? Oh, I think exactly the same thing. I think it's a move to st- them from using them, because as you know, they can't use, they can only use mutants. They are not allowed to use in humans. If they're not considered a mutant, technically Fox do not own the rights. They only own the rights to Marvel mutants. Yeah. Yeah. So by making it inhuman, it's free game. Yeah, so let's move on. Here's an interesting one that I found. Uh, Miles Morales is now going to be the Spider-Man in Spider-Man issue number one. He's the main mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Um, yes. Peter Parker is still there, but he's going to be in uh, his own comic. I believe it's called... What is his agency of Spider-Man called? I don't remember what it's called. Oh, I forget the name now. Gone a bit. Yeah, he, he pretty much has like an international team now, and Peter yeah. Parker is now going to patrol the entirety of North America rather than just New York City. Um, he's received the redesign. Um, Alex Ross released a pretty awesome-looking Spider-Man um, just for that redesign. He went in and created it. Um, he looks the costume itself looks kind of the same, uh, but the spider logo kind of now glows like this kryptonite green color. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I've seen it or not, but um, yeah. What do you think of Miles Morales now being the number one Spider-Man and Peter Parker kind of taking the back seat? I'm kind of happy. I love Miles Morales as well. I'm glad he survived the great call as well. Different enough, and he's the sort of character that sort of spearheaded this need for change, like they obviously did with um, Miss Marvel as well. And it's yeah, it's, yeah, I've just seen that image you mentioned. I remember seeing it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, he's basically back in Amazing Spider Man. So. Yeah, what about you, Ben? I didn't really get into much of the uh, Marvel Ultimate stuff with him, but from what I did read, because I did read a little bit a uh, while back, he, he was pretty good as. Yeah, it's pretty good that he's going to be staying the same. Nice, nice. Um, obviously, there's a lot more. Uh, there's way too much to even discuss. Um, yeah. you know, just mentioning, of course, that Miles Morales is part of the Avengers as well. Yes, uh, Deadpool yeah. is also part of the team now. I don't remember what it's called. Um, he's on a team with Rogue and some other characters. Um, he's also getting a crossover. Well, not a crossover. He's also getting a team up with Deadpool and Spider-Man as well. Uh, they just announced yeah. that. So they're throwing Deadpool everywhere. So apparently they still have faith in Deadpool, even though 20th Century Fox owns the movie rights. Um, I think well, they are the rights, but it was kind of like a joint venture more than actually, aha, we have it now thing. <laughs> Yeah, uh, just some quick rundowns. Um, Galactus is now a good guy, I guess. Um, he's part of a team, I think the Ultimates team is what they're called. Um, I don't know how that's going to work out. Um, X-Men are still there. They just the, the, the Magneto still leads his team. Uh, I don't know if they're still the Brotherhood of Mutants anymore, but he does have a team. Uh, Sabretooth is... Completely back to his old self of like '92 Sabretooth, where he's yeah. more animalistic than anything. Yeah, there's a lot of that sort of thing going on. The X Men would be cool. Uh, X Men are back, except they are missing people. No Scott Summers. Uh, they haven't announced anything of Scott Summers. Um, 
that's very interesting because he was did he kind of take over for Charles Xavier as the leader, and then he kind of became bad guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we still have no idea what happened because Marvel has delayed the ending to that storyline until October. And that storyline should have ended back in April. <laughs> which a lot of people are really confused about that. Um, also, note that Spider-Gwen is now actually a full thing. Yes, well. Spider-Gwen is part of his team of Spider-People. Yeah, which is cool. <laughs> I'm quite happy about that. We just and call it Spider-Man Incorporated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Incorporated. Uh, I love it. Uh, yeah. Obviously, there's a lot more to talk about. Like, who is Iron Man? Is it Tony Stark? Is it not? Why does he look like Gray Fox from Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they do that thing? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, that this all starts in October, so enjoy the Secret Wars while you can. I don't know if it's even going to last. All, is Secret Wars going to last all the way to October? I think it's going to run pretty close. Wow. Also, from what I, I don't know if I read this right, but Scott Summers had a bit of a a fight with Doctor Doom, I think. Or yeah, he killed him. Yeah, because he was using the Phoenix Force. Yeah. Again, yeah, there's you got that whole thing of more than one out there in the universe so yeah, yeah. My, my biggest problem right now with Marvel is their use of villains um, I just don't understand of all the villains they have why has Doctor Doom been like the main villain in the past like three or four major storylines we've done in Marvel uh, because he's just, it's him as a character he's interested in being revered by all by he's a bad villain. He's a great villain. I love Doctor Doom, but you have other villains you can use. Of the last, I think he's just, major he's just the only one. Yeah, sorry. I'm just like of the last three major Marvel events you've done. He's been the villain in all of them. I, I think, like I say, I think it's because he's one of the more human villains and his motives. It's not just I want to destroy the world. It's like he's just got an ego of wanting to one up a guy. That's it. That's pretty much his own thing. That's all he ever wants to do, and that's in each of those stories. That's his main factor. He just wants to be better than Reed Richards, and it fills out. Even here, where he's trying to do good, it's because he wants to be better than Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's quickly move to Marvel. Then, are you guys okay with that, or not? Yeah. Not Marvel, DC. <laughs> DC. I was gonna say, who just done that? <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's quickly go over the TV shows really fast. Um, Arrow season four has started filming. He has a new costume. He looks more like Green Arrow from the comics now. Um, the first episode of season four is going to be titled Green Arrow, and he's finally going to go under the name Green Arrow in the show good. instead of just Arrow, which is great. Um, they've announced some more characters that are going to be appearing. Uh, Mr. Terrific is going to appear in Arrow. And Anarchy is going to appear as a villain as well. Um, That's Arrow for now. Uh, They also teased, and they're very hopeful, that they can get Matt Ryan's Constantine on Arrow as well. I hope so. It would be a shame to waste. Yeah, because he was a great show, great character. It's such a shame that it was cancelled. Yeah, it was just so so nailed on version of the character, I think, so far. Yes. DC stuff is... It's a shame if they don't go anywhere with that. Yeah. Uh, the Flash is also getting a lot of stuff. 
happening in season two. We're getting Jay Garrick from Earth Two. We're getting um, Zoom as well. We're getting uh, Adam Smasher, who's being played by Edge from WWE. Yeah, so <laughs> he just got cast. Um, Hawkman is apparently going to appear as well, but he's also going to be moving over to Legends of Tomorrow, which is the next CW DC show that they're doing. Um, taking the Atom out into quite a role. Yes, which is great. Um, you know, White Canary, Hot Girl is part of that team, Captain Cold. There's going to be, they've said there's going to be crossover between all the shows, at least three to four episodes each season from now on, which is great in my opinion. Um, there's still rumors that they may be able to use Batman uh, in one way, shape, or form. Uh, in the TV shows, um, they're really fighting to do it, but I highly doubt it. <laughs> Knowing how DC is with those characters, uh, the, that, the thing now stopping them from doing you know, a very successful little universe going is that whole TV movie thing just being so separate. Yes, um, it, it's going to kill them in the long run. With some, it's, it's definitely going to hurt them. Yeah, definitely going to hurt them. Um, they also said that uh, they are going to change the name of the city to Star City in Arrow as well, which is what it was originally. Yeah. They changed the Starring City for whatever reason. Um, but those are the TV shows, those two alleys. Look forward to those. Um, there's Gotham as well, which is going to use the Joker as a pivotal enemy in Season 2. Um, for those who saw the episode where supposedly the, the person they showed was the Joker... Um, I thought he did a great job mm. proving to me that he's the Joker. Uh, the actor also teased the second image uh, during Comic-Con. It's a black and white image where he's got the grin of the Joker and everything. And he looks, again, like a perfect fit for the character of the Joker. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw that picture, but um, yeah, yeah, we'll see where they go with that. Um, they're also going to introduce Mr. Freeze and a couple of other villains as well. Still, the thing about that show, the bug is just all too soon for what's happening in it. Yeah. What, yeah. It is. <laughs> I agree. Personally, the only villains that or characters that should have appeared, in my opinion, are Mr. Freeze and Man Bat. Because they're, <laughs> like, the only oldest villains that could possibly exist. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, sorry about bringing Arkham up again, but my mate saw Man Bat in Arkham uh, Night. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually a really good scare moment. Yes, it was. And then later, the Joker does it too. Yeah. <laughs> Which was great. <laughs> um, DC also announced the animated movie of The Killing Joke. Yes. Which is awesome. We'll see if Mark Hamill keeps to his word and does the voice. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, because that, that would be one of the best animations. Yes, I hope they do good. I hope they stay true to the comic. I know they haven't stayed true to a lot of them. Um, but hopefully they'll stay true to this one. Um, we saw a second trailer to Batman vs Superman. Um, I thought it was an amazing trailer. Mm. It showed yeah. a lot of action, um, a lot of more story details of what's really going on. Uh, Lex Luthor, I think, has been pretty much confirmed by this trailer to be the main villain. Um, we know Kryptonite is in the movie; it plays a role. Uh, what did you guys think of this trailer? Compared to the first one, at least. 
So much better. So much better than the first one. But everyone knew that the first one was just to hype up making Superman look like the bad guy. Oh no! It did all those killings to save everyone else. How dare he? Bad Supermans. Uh, but yeah, yeah, there was no way that that army that they showed off in the first trailer was Superman's, you know. So yeah, I thought it was great. Though I did like some of the really bad CGI effects. They were hilarious. Like the Batman escaping the laser that looked really bad. <laughs> um, Gal Gadot looked pretty good as Wonder Woman in some shots, but she did still look pretty skinny in some other shots. She didn't look very well built. Doesn't look physically intimidating. No. No, no, since the beginning, that's been my question mark on it. But yeah. she does look, she does seem to look like she wants to play the part really well. So I'm going to give her that. You know, she might not be perfect, but look at Joker in that Suicide Squad. He doesn't look like the normal Joker. Doesn't mean he's not he's going to be bad. This is a different interpretation. It's a different. It's the same person, just looks a bit different. Though hmm. so I'm worried that the same worry that angry, as Angry Joe has that. She's going to end up as a love interest for Batman. Yeah. Um, sort of allude to that. Yeah, which would be a bit weird. Yeah, oh no, I've, but I've lost Alfred. I've lost Robin. I've lost everything. Oh, Wonder Woman, hello. <laughs> Want to tie me up in that little truth whip? I'll tell you all my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, I think yeah. I'll end it there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll say that, yeah, it at least explained a bit more about what's going on plot-wise and a uh, nice little Joker hint in there as well. Uh, the, Great uh, little Joker hint, man. Yeah. I mean, it's not until I watched it for the second time you realise that it's not a Batman costume that's uh, spray-painted. It's yeah. uh, a Robin costume. We'll it's definitely illusion. talk about that in just a little bit. Yeah. That's it. Uh, it's a... Uh, yeah, I think one thing I want to say I didn't like yeah. the whole uh, red capes are coming because there's only one red cape makes no sense. Um, I think that alludes to that. Squadron. Yeah, the British coming. Yeah, because he's got somehow yeah. got his own army of followers, yeah. soldiers. So I think that's what they're probably called. It's the red cape. But I think the way it looks is that Looper is manipulating everybody to sort of fight yeah. each other, basically, and that's why it's happened. Definitely. Interesting that he has the hair in the trailer. Yeah, the awful, <laughs> awful hair. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I like it. I like his, he sounds suitably weird and creepy. I think that's what they were going for. But he's some snotty little kid who's really clever, but a bit weird. I think that's going to, I think he's going to be quite a good loser. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously missing from the trailer was Aquaman. Uh, they said he is going to be in this movie. Uh, they don't know for how long, but who knows? It does, yeah, it does look like that whole versus bit is going to be very early on. And then they're going to have a whole second half where other things, where yeah. they probably team up and take up on the bad guys. Yeah. Um, interestingly of note, this is something I actually missed last week uh, during Comic-Con. Zack Snyder actually in an interview said that Superman will, in the future, in the cinematic universe, the DC Cinematic Universe, will encounter Brainiac. Mm. Which is a nice little hint of maybe he's going to be the villain of Justice League, or maybe Brainiac is manipulating Lex Luthor in the movie as well. 
Mm, could be where the uh, kryptonite comes from. Yeah, and it kind of leads into the Justice because we know in the comics, uh, at least in the New 52, um, Brainiac has been manipulating Lex Luthor into giving him information about the heroes of Earth and all that stuff. Yeah. So, before he showed up. So, that's very interesting. So, he has pretty much confirming that Brainiac is going to be in this cinematic universe at some point. Um, let's head into Suicide Squad now. Um, I think this one, this trailer was actually bigger than Batman vs. Superman. Um, because I think everybody was really looking forward to seeing not only just the Joker uh, in the trailer, but Harley Quinn as well, and how well yeah. Robbie is going to portray the character. Two, two biggest cheers have gone from as well in that trailer when both of those characters were revealed. Yeah. Um, this trailer was, it was very reminiscent of the Batman Superman trailer, at least the first one, where not too much action, but kind of building up to something, you know? Um, what did you, you guys think? Mike there again, Gary. What was that? Or was it left you in a stunned silence? Can you not hear me? Oh, I couldn't for a second. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, I was just saying that this trailer was kind of very reminiscent of the Batman Superman trailer, the first one. Where yeah. if they didn't really tell you too much, they just kind of laid the groundwork out for you. You know, this group of villains is recruited to save the world or they'll get blown up. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um... I actually quite enjoyed this movie for a little bit, uh, obviously, uh, or the trailer. I think Margot Robbie looked really good uh, as Harley yeah. Quinn. She didn't talk much, so I can't tell by her voice. Um, uh, apart from that one, else, that she did. She sounded very, very much like that sort of Harley Quinn. Yeah, so. and um, obviously the Joker stuff um, was very interesting. Um I, I, Killer Croc, I think, is an interesting choice. I don't think they could have used King Shark, who's kind of more prominent in the comics, mm. as a member of the series because he's a talking, walking shark. <laughs> it would have just been too. So I think Killer Croc was a was a good choice to kind of change. Yeah, um, they've made it very subtle as well. It's not like as we were saying. Yeah, we saw some Deadshot, you know, Will Smith, uh, Diablo, uh, Enchantress, Katana was in the trailer. Uh, obviously, the Joker is the big talking point. We heard his laugh, which is very deep, very dark, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, and then we actually saw him with some lines of dialogue. Uh, got a huge cheer in the audience uh, during mm. the leak trailer. Um, but yeah, um, what do you what do you guys think of of the trailer? I'm gonna focus just on the joke of it mainly because. Uh, from the beginning, Jared Leto is the joke. I was like, that's a good call. And you can do it. He's a very good actor. Yeah, it's, uh, I honestly thought this would be the right choice, and despite all the nonsense that went on about it, about the tattoos and stuff, yeah, it's, it's greatly delivered. Two lines of dialogue, and I'm sold on him being a joke. Simple as that. How the rest of the movie turns out, it's still that whole DC everything's got to be miserable and mm, like that it's slightly off putting when you know, Marvel's universe is a bit cheerier in general it, it just seems to be no sort of tongue in cheek humour or anything about it and that's what I'm kind of hoping for that at least can bring that with Joker who does come across a bit more animated than say Ledger did 
he has the white eyes and the, 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 the old crazy smile. I think it'll be quite the hit once it comes out. Film, not so sure about. Uh, what about what about you, Ben? Uh, I loved it. It was amazing. Um, so yeah, I, I did love it. I was uh, the Joker was pretty good. I must admit like that. And I I liked the I, I liked Harley Quinn. She actually looked really good. I thought it fit the character. She's a natural fit for that character. Perfect fit. Yeah. Perfect fit. She's it was like she was born for it. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Easily. Um. Now there was a nice little fan theory that came out. Um. Obviously of the Joker and. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the gist of it is is um, some people will disguise fan theory and some people are really rallying behind it is that the Joker in the Suicide Squad isn't actually Joker, but it's Jason Todd, who's been pretty much mind jacked up, kind of like he was in Arkham Knight, and now he thinks he's the Joker. Oh. What do you think? There's obviously some hints of it uh, on his tattoos. Uh, that, yeah, he has the uh, he has the J under his eye, which is very similar to the placing of the brand as the J. Yeah, yes, the comics and, and it looks right. like uh, a Robin tattoo on his bicep as well. Mm. And the fact that he's a very different Joker, I think that's the thing people have got behind on it is that he's not, you know, all these tattoos and the very obvious nature of it. I think someone pointed out, yeah, as you said the tattoo was there, mm-hmm. that shows the Robin, and it's yeah, it's a feasible theory. But on the other hand. He appears to be torturing someone in that trailer, and that seems like too much of a coincidence that, you know, him torturing Jason Todd. As we said, most of it seems to be flashbacks where Joker's concerned in Suicide Squad. Yeah. So it's quite likely that he may not play much of a role, maybe in just sort of explaining how Harley Quinn came to be like Harley Quinn. So he may not even appear in the main stuff at all. That's it. He could just be a flashback, but it's just hinting towards him being in the Batman movie. Yeah, obviously the the spray-painted graffiti on the Robin suit Mm. as well. Um, It looks like Tim Drake's costume, personally, because it looks like he's holding the staff, which is Tim Drake's weapon of choice. But it could also hint that, hey, the Joker has already killed Jason Todd. Yeah. You know, he put this joke on him, but really, Jason Todd is in this movie alive. We know Batman is in Suicide Squad. He was in the trailer. Yeah. But um, it also goes back to those other two points, isn't it? That, you know, in the trailer, you see that someone's sending him notes, Batman notes, about yeah. the, uh, personal things that only family would know. And again, it suggests that it could be Todd sending it. And so, yeah. I it's mean, a good theory. Yeah, I mean, um, there are some things about the Joker that are very interesting. Um, I don't know if you guys have read Batman Endgame. Um, a little bit, yeah. I kind of want to spoil it, but I'm not going to unless you guys want me to. I, I assume you mean what he does, Joker does in that Endgame. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but uh, I don't like Ben if he doesn't want to know. I don't know, but I don't mind knowing. There you go. Okay, so there you go. Okay, so in Batman Endgame, um, pretty much both Bruce Wayne, Batman, and the Joker die at the end. Mm. Um, at least that's what we're supposed to believe. Right? They battle into a cave, um, the Joker seals the cave completely, and they pretty much beat each other to death. 
inside this cave. <laughs> um, the the reason I bring this up is the way it was written by Scott Snyder, which was fantastic, by the way, uh, is he really makes you believe that the Joker is actually a supernatural character and that he's existed for a very long time. Uh, this is also evident in a lot of um, photographs. Throughout the story, Commissioner Gordon's looking at old photographs of when Barbara was a little girl and when uh, his son Jim was a, little bo- was a little boy. And in these images, he starts looking very closely, and in almost every image, he sees the Joker um, in like the, the, the glass window of a building or standing behind in the shadow somewhere. Um, and it's super creepy. Um, there's a lot of references to stuff he said in The Killing Joke to Commissioner Gordon as well. Things like when he was hiding under his bed when he was sleeping, he was listening to him sleep. Um, great stuff there. There's the one scene in The Killing Joke where he's actually crawling underneath um, crawl it, uh, Commissioner Gordon's bed, and it's super creepy. Yeah. But it's very psychological attack on both Commissioner Gordon and Batman in Endgame. Um, there are even parts where, like, he's even shot to death repeatedly. Right? He's shot in the head and everything, and somehow he just comes back to life. So there's a lot of thought now that the Joker is actually a supernatural character, and that's why there's no identity for him. Nobody knows who he is. Nobody knows anything about him. His DNA is nowhere. Um, obviously, some stuff gets revealed that kind of disproves a lot of the, the theories there, but it's very well done. In, in the way, like, in if you're looking at the movies, you know, with this younger-looking Joker, like, Jared Leto looks like a very young Joker. Yeah, What's, yeah, he's very close to to Ben Affleck. Yeah, just, and, and Batman is supposed to be this old, you know, retired version of Batman, like, from the Dark Knight Returns Batman. Yeah. You know, so, in a way, it's kind of fitting that it could be that he is a supernatural character, and he just comes back all the time looking exactly the same. You know, or again, it could be Jason Todd that he just, when he knows his time is up, he just mind screws somebody to think that they're the Joker and they turn into him, keeping yeah. the character alive. Um, it's, it's a great little thing to be already thinking about, and that's what's going to carry the popularity mm-hmm. of the movies now is the fact that there's all this intrigue about it. And to be fair, you don't get that so much in the Marvel stuff. There's less of the intrigue because you know who's playing what to a degree and what's going to happen to some degree as well because though they change certain aspects of the stories they're copying, you still get the basic run-through. Yeah. It really just shows you the, the type of character that Joker is. He is one of the greatest comic book characters ever made. Yeah, and I said the new 52 Joker in that in-game run is... Yeah, a really cool. Yeah, he is he is what they're making Gerald Leto's Joker out to be. A yeah. psychopath. You know, the Joker in Endgame is a complete nutcase, more so than he's ever been. Yeah. The whole thing with the face as well is just really, Yeah, really and good. he he does now know that Bruce Wayne is Batman, but he yeah. just doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, which is brilliant. It's yeah, absolutely... like like in Endgame he says, you know, we've been having fun throughout this whole time. But now it's time to get serious. <laughs> like so, killing Jason Todd, paralyzing Barbara Gordon, that was just fun for him. And I can't imagine what he means when it's let's get serious. And obviously, you find out in Endgame what that means to him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so yeah, um, yeah, it should be interesting to see what they do with series. Of course, we don't know the timeline. We don't know if it takes place after Batman, mm-hmm. Superman, before 
um, what's a flashback, what isn't. It, this timeline is kind of iffy right now. Yeah. So. I mean, there's obviously that in Suicide Squad there is Batman will be in it for that flashback scene because he, you know, he's riding on the roof of Joker's car as it leaks. It would have to be because if it's not a flashback, then we know Batman survived in, in Batman for Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Oh well, yeah, in that story, he does technically survive, so it's, it goes underground, doesn't it? Okay, let, let's quickly move on then to um, some stuff they announced. They announced uh, Batman is doing a crossover with the Ninja Turtles, or the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles in the UK. <laughs> I think we've dropped that now. It's yeah, that was in the, the 90s. Okay, even, that's good. Yeah, even the kids' programs have it as Ninja now. No, I remember that, that. That was amazing, especially when they got rid of his. Uh, who was it? Nunchucks. Michelangelo. Yeah, they got. They said they got rid of his nunchucks and uh, CGI day grappling hook on instead. Yeah, uh, don't worry about the sword or the side. Yeah. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's yeah. that grappling hook. It's that, uh, that that nunchuck that's the most dangerous. Those swords you can't get those anywhere, but those nunchucks <laughs> are the most dangerous. It wasn't just kids shows; that was every show. Every even eighteen plus stuff had to be censored. Yeah, it's like, I love the fact that it was even you know Donatello has a stick, which is the most easily accessible weapon yeah. around for kids. And it's like, no, well, well, that doesn't matter. Kids can't smack each other around the head with that. Teenage it's much more dangerous than your two bits. Heroes in a half shell, turtle power. <laughs> well, this is just one of two crossovers that DC is doing. The other crossover is uh, Green Lantern and Star Trek, which was interesting. Yeah, it, you know, they're teaming up with different publishers to do crossovers. I think that's great. And yeah, I would definitely like to see Marvel do the same thing, you know. Um, but yeah, those things were announced. Um, let's see, what else was on DC's platter there? Oh, uh, the one big news came out of it was the more information about the Green Lantern movie. Um, it's yeah. not just Green Lantern, it's the Green Lantern Corps. And I think what this pretty much indicates is that they are not going with just one Green Lantern hero in this movie. I think they're going to go with all of them. <laughs> <laughs> we all thought that it was going to be Hal Jordan. Uh, Chris Pine has been rumored to play the role for quite a while now. Yeah. Um, I was actually surprised they didn't announce that he's finally confirmed for the role here yet. But um, I, I think it's pretty confident to say that we'll see Hal Jordan, John Stewart, probably Kyle Rayner, and Guy Gunner as well. Yeah. Um, what do you think of this? Like, where is this movie going to go now that it's not just about him, but the entire core? Hmm. Like, who do they face? Are they going to go straight into Sinestro, or is Sinestro going to be Green Lantern in this movie? Is it? It's again, what do they go with? Do they sort of make a mismatch of established stories like they're doing with the rest, or do they copy something in particular? I would say more likely they're going to take several angles and sort of meld them together again, like that, and create their own sort of half new story. Yeah, that's it gets a, maybe even cynical side of me says it's like focus testing. If they have every Green Lantern there, they can kill off all the ones they don't want and just keep the one they want. <laughs> which which one's your favorite Green Lantern? Is it Hal Jordan? Is it this one? Is it this one? Which one is your favorite? If they're asking that question, they should already know it's John Stewart. Yeah, that's it. 
My favorite is Guy Gardner personally, but they're not gonna make a movie with Guy Gardner as <laughs> the lead. Um, I actually think they're gonna go with the most obvious choice. At least to me, it's the most obvious choice. You keep Sinestro as a Green Lantern, and the villains should be the Manhunters. Um, that way, you can go in and you can plant the seeds for Sinestro's turn into a villain because it is the Manhunters who destroyed his planet and forced him to become this evil dude. Pretty much. I think the Manhunters are the, are the easiest choice to go with. I would like to see the Rage Lanterns and Atrocitus because yeah. Atrocitus is one of the coolest new characters DC's made. <laughs> but I highly doubt they're going to go against another Lantern Corps in this movie. Yeah. I just noticed someone saying that Hulk's actually Amadeus. So... What was that? Hulk, the new Hulk probably Amadeus. So... Huh. Yeah, so to me, he looks a bit like four. <laughs> Hulk uh, now got happy God. <laughs> Prancing around, he's gonna join My Little Pony, dude. Just like, my yeah. little Hulky. It's, it's the faux hawk thing he's got going on that does me. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry to take it off topic. I just noticed. Yeah. No, you're fine. Uh, I think the last big news from Mar- from DC was the standalone Batman movie that hasn't been confirmed but it kind of has <laughs> um so ben affleck will be co-writing and directing the standalone batman movie yeah. um he's co-writing it with jeff jones who is writing a lot of comic books for dc right now he's currently doing dark sides war um he did forever evil and a lot of the green Lan- in my opinion he brought green lantern back from mediocrity to greatness mm. in his run with green lantern um what do you think of this? Is this good? Um, I personally think Ben Affleck is a fantastic director and a great writer. Yeah, he really is. And that's the thing that people should be excited about. But I think he could really write a good Batman film. Mm-hmm. With the, the style he has. And as you said, yeah, with the writer on board, he's done some good stuff. Even like, uh, even the Justice League stuff that he's involved in writing as well, I really like. I'm reading some of it now, actually. It's, uh, I, I, yeah, I quite liked his run on that. So yeah, it's a good mix. I think they'll could actually be a very good Batman, maybe. Um, especially if it is Joker focused, like it seems like it will be. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, what about you, Ben? What do you think? I haven't really looked into it, so I'm not. I can't really say anything. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, man. That's okay. Um, but yeah, there's still no news on the Wonder Woman movie or any of the other movies quite frankly, um, which is sad. Um, I would think they'd announce more of something with Shazam since they already announced The Rock as playing Black Adam, but some tells me that movie is going to get pushed back uh, in favor for the other ones. Um, but yeah, um, well, I think we've covered a lot of stuff. What do you think? Anything else you guys want to cover really quick before we wrap up? Hello? Hello? Hello, Neil? Did you black out? Apparently, I blacked out. Yeah. Did we all black yeah. out? Yeah. yeah Skype. Skype is poop. I hate Skype. Like... Damn you, Skype. He's trying to tell us something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> 
Anything else you guys want to discuss before we wrap up? Um, not really. Oh, the other cool Marvel team-up that's coming out of uh, the new one will be that Daredevil and Gambit are teaming up. That's going to be awesome. Yeah? Is Gambit yeah. still a mutant? Or is he an inhuman? <sighs> the way he looks, at it, I, don't, I don't remember what happened with Gambit. It's like he's, yeah, he's got a very different look. It's very cat-like in his current head. So yeah, so he is an inhuman. And Howard the Duck coming back again as well. Yes, I do a panel on Howard the Duck comic. Ah, uh, greatness. Yeah, all sorts of wonderful things. Yeah. Are, yeah. We, are we going to see a crossover with Star Wars and Marvel? At some, at some Yeah, at some point. So do I. I think Marvel will be like, or Disney will be like, hey, let's make even more money and just throw Star Wars into everything. And there you go. Do you reckon that? When the Star Wars film comes out, there will be some background item that alludes to something in the Marvel Universe. If anything, it should be at the end of Secret Wars. Yeah. They awesome. should like, randomly show the Death Star hanging out in the background of something. <laughs> I kind <laughs> of think there will be a reference to Guardians of the Galaxy in the new Star Wars. Yeah. I would say that. Great, great way to bring them over, Guardians of maybe the Galaxy. Maybe like a tree. Like group, yeah, maybe a, a version of group on the ship. Yeah, the background yeah. somewhere. Like an alien race thing, yeah. Well, no, so just like actually this. have Groot. Yeah, he's growing the, yeah, when he's a baby still. Just like that in the background somewhere. Because well, they had, like, the ETs in yeah. um, the prequel trilogy. Could so, I have yeah. If do that and have dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. Then. Yeah. Well, yeah, might as well just have every. Just have everything in Pirate Star Wars. Yeah. It's a Martin big Mc... universe, why not? That's it, Martin McFly turns up in the background. <laughs> <laughs> he, has to, he has to get Han Solo to kiss later otherwise he'll never be wrong you guys are crazy <laughs> alrighty I think it's time we should wrap up look yeah. you're my only hope I need I need 1.2 gigawatts of Mike <laughs> <laughs> McFly gets up on stage and does the song from uh, the bar in Tatooine <laughs> yeah there you go see we've got the new, this is the pop Join the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think yeah. I think I finally got. I've got it. I've got the plot of the new Star Wars movie. The rebels are being helped by the X Men, who have to stop <laughs> Deadpool from eating all the chimichangas in the universe. Which is then they find out chimichangas are actually an Infinity Gem that Thanos is after. And that is where the, it ties into the Avengers. <laughs> Let's just say that if Magneto appears in Star Wars, he wins everything. Because he'll just destroy everything. Yeah, and Star Wars is crushed it with a single finger. So it doesn't matter. It would just be 90 minutes of him sitting in an armchair reading the radio times whilst moving things around in space. And stuff. <laughs> I'd watch that. Just the classical music the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now I want to go make a fan movie. And it, has to be, it has to be Ian McKellen doing it as well. Just make it Magneto kills the Star Wars universe. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got to sit there. He's got to have a glass of mulled wine at the same time as well. Fireplace and everything. Be perfect. And he keeps getting annoyed anytime anyone thinks he's a Jedi because he can move things. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, I think it's time we should wrap up. Aww. <laughs> and then Happy Hulk appears for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna get over it. Happy Hulk, man. It's 
Awesome. I, I am going to use that as a euphemism for erection for now. <laughs> hey, hey, wifey! <laughs> well, hey, I've got a happy Hulk on. <laughs> Neil, how can people reach you? <laughs> you can reach me on Twitter at Nesco, that's N-E-W-K-O, all lowercase. You can find me on email at neil.bolt at psu.com. Or you can find me on PSN, why not? Uh, Son of Venom, all lowercase, for one word. Yeah, you better put some Bane up in that name. It's a, it's a, a Bane Venom allegory, if you will. Uh, ben, how can people reach you? Um, you can reach me at ben.shillabethall at psu.com, chili underscore on Twitter, chili underscore you count Twitter, sorry, chili on the Gaff, chili on PSN, chili on pretty much every type of service in Bo, it's C-H-I-L-L-L, C-H-I, I'm ill, C-H-I-L-L-E. Also, can I make a quick shout out quickly, I know it's not Unchained. Of course. But I want to say a shout out to Wanna Burn. Thank you for all your awesome messages recently. I don't know if you're going to listen to this entire podcast. Don't think anyone has listened to it. I don't know. Yeah, it's quite a long one. Um, but if you did listen to this entire podcast, thank you. And thank you for telling me that Place of the Unchained is your favourite PlayStation podcast. You're amazing. Especially considering I've hosted recently. <laughs> <laughs> happy Hulk good. approves. <laughs> happy Hulk approves. It's giving me a happy Hulk. <laughs> Wow. Well, uh, you can reach me at Gaglaush at G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H on Twitter or Gary at PSU.com. That's G-A-R-R-I or Gaglaush at anything you can think of. If I'm on it, that will be my name. Um, this was fun. Yeah. Again, we made it last a long time. <laughs> yes, we did. We might have to spice it up again. <laughs> yeah. We could do the first hour as a spoiler card. Kevin, I uh, do you want me to stop it? <laughs> yeah, the last minute. One of our guys at PSC, Kevin, yeah. uh, awesome guy. He has to edit this, and I kind of feel bad for him now. Well, he has to edit two podcasts. Yeah, we just spoiled the entire yeah. for him. Anyway, um, so join us, Kevin. We'll leave this in for you to edit out if you want to. Um, thank yeah. you. Thank you for your awesome work, Kevin. You are amazing. Yes, you are. You. Thank you. Now, thank come you. on the podcast. Yeah, get on the podcast. We'll get you on next week. Yeah, if you guys want more of these type of special podcasts, please let us know, you know, in the yeah. comments or email or send us Twitter stuff, whatever you want. Clearly, we can talk about it for hours. So. Yes, we can. If you disagree with us, it's even better because then we can, like, argue with you. Yeah, and I will. I don't argue with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and tell us who's better, Marvel or DC. Yeah, or some niche comic that you yes. can about. Yeah, you never know. IDW is great. Yeah, you never know. But yes, alrighty. Well, I think that's it. Thank you for joining us, everyone. I hope you guys listened to the end. I know it was quite long. But yeah, thank you and goodbye. Excelsior. Uh, thank God for me. <laughs> Believe in Gary. Mm. 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 Mm.